that's so far away. Yep. All right, I have hit record. This dog is staring at me really hard. Like, I've done something to offend him and his mother, apparently. Which is me. Well, I'm Heather. <laughs> like, like Heston is like dead on staring at. Like he's now he's he stopped. Oh, you know what? He wants his his pillow. All right, hold I mean, on. It's on his bed. I moved it over. Okay, I'll um, be back. Yeah, I get to stop our podcast and just so cater. That's all right. Oh, we'll we'll get everything go. Yeah, we'll, we'll get everything going while you're. I'll do it. it this way. is our life. Right, it's I'm fine. Eating you now. Goodbye. Sorry about that, everybody who's listening. It's both of you. Uh, <laughs> so today's all kind people. of a, yeah. Well, you know. There's well, I'm, I'm thinking of like future people. Are you people. recording already? I am recording. Okay. I don't. Yeah, no. There's no editing or any of this bullshit. No, no, no. We we do this raw, baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just wanted to say that since Stephanie's taking over Josh's position this time, uh, you I, really got to bring it. Yeah. Well, I hadn't. I was gonna. I was actually gonna do a little preamble on that. I hadn't hadn't done that yet. I was gonna okay. say that we're um, today was gonna be really, really like a, a momentous, fantastic. Uh, well, it probably still will be fantastic, fantastic um, experience because I'm really excited because it's Godzilla versus King Kong, and uh, I've been waiting for this movie for about 37 years, um, because <laughs> I have a ridiculous nerd boner for Godzilla Europe. Oh. And a ridiculous nerd motor for King Kong, and put those both in. This is like if you put Christopher Walken and Arnold Schwarzenegger in a buddy cop film. That's what this is to me going in. Just the, the pure joy on his face when he watched the trailer. I actually recorded it and sent it to Carrie. Yeah, it... <laughs> like a kid at Christmas. Yeah. It was also a little creepy because I was like, uh, uh, "What exactly is happening?" Yeah. There, was, there was probably. And there was no setup. Yeah, there's it was no just setup. Just yeah, video. it was just hey, here's this video of Rob being a dork. It was like a Jewish yeah, kid's it, first it Christmas. It took me a real long minute to figure out what the fuck was going on in that video. I was like, is he watching porn? Is he like <laughs> not what kind you of. not what you expected to way. watch in the COVID line, Nerd right? Porn. In the vaccine yeah. line, kind of, you know. But uh, you know, we were we had this group thing planned, and then uh, one of our friends went cross country, and they he broke down on the way back, so he's stuck. Not unfortunately, his fault. not his fault. On a motorcycle. Uh, well, no, on the way back, they had a car. He drove the motorcycle oh. out. Someone else has back. a baby. But, but he did, oh, you didn't hear this, uh, but he did sell his house, so Yay. props to him. Uh, so he's actually, he said he was in Arkansas on the side of the road signing uh, house papers. Uh, another friend of ours just had a baby, and he's uh, dealing with the baby. I said babies love Godzilla. That she'd watch it anyway. But uh, And then another friend, his... Uh, I think he forgot his, his... No, no, he didn't forget. Oh, he didn't. He has his... his significant others. Yeah, her, her birthday's coming up. And his then... inconsiderate friends changed the date of a bachelor party, which then changed the date of his girlfriend's birthday party. That's what it was. I tried to, I tried to explain it to her, and I was like... Uh, I was just like, and she went down. Funny. Bad stuff. <laughs> Who was having bachelor parties before everyone's fully vaccinated? Uh, old people, tards. old people, people like to live on the edge there. Yeah. Apparently. Living on a prayer. So we have a truncated crew, but still a good crew. Yeah. Uh, it's the of OGs. Course, <laughs> of course, the three of us They're are ride here. and dies. Uh, you've got me, uh, Mr. Oh. Rob on the, the mic here. And now the other dog is staring at me. Well, I don't. Because she, sh uh, I don't, I can't do the, what? Here, I'll go get her okay. little bed too. I'll introduce you while you're gone. Fantastic. All right, you're muted again. Okay, and then that was Heather, uh, my wife. She's going to get the other dog bed my because wife. we have my wife. My, my wife. <laughs> I think I think it should be like required. Anytime anybody says that word, like that phrase, it has to be said that way. It should be like a law. Uh, but she's gonna, she's our, our our resident noob, 
in in uh, this group. And then of course we have Carrie. Hello. Hello. Carrie's so I gotta actually... tell you, I'm really not excited about this movie. I know it's blasphemy, whatever, <laughs> but like I've never been a fan of Kong and and Godzilla. The only one that I watched that I was excited to watch is because Charlie Hunnam was in it, and that was uh, Pacific Rim. Oh yes, yes. That is okay. I. So I mean, so uh, for me, well, but... <laughs> I actually loved Pacific Rim. Of course, it did horrible I... here. Uh, hated the first one and loved the second really? one. Really? I actually thought the really? opposite. Charlie Hunnam wasn't in the second yeah, one. What's a... wrong with you? Well, I like him as an actor. <laughs> I just hated the plot of the first one. I thought the, it was so bad. I just hated the storytelling in it. No. I, I enjoyed both of them. Um, well, this is, this is I mean, you know, kaiju, giant monsters. I mean, the only difference is this has seven in it and the dude from Bloodlines and uh, not Charlie Hunnam. I'll... Chandler is his name. He's fabulous. Thank you. I'm horrible with names, so I apologize to everybody whose name I've ruined in my life, Uh, particularly my own. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, we have Angelo back again with us. I say, of course, but you guys, I mean, he's here. He's he's made it. He's uh, uh, a new uh, teacher in residence as well. He's joined the ranks of the the education uh, folks. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He's teaching. uh, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. (laughs) Do, yeah. you, do you want to tell people or do you, you I don't, oh, I don't want to I, I'm a, I teach at Full Sail University now in their online cult department. I teach uh, different things every month. Every month they put me somewhere new. Nice. So this month I'm teaching documentary editing, uh, their first main project editing, their first main project, and... Uh, like the preamble technical side of their first main project. So I. So a lot of pre production yeah. stuff. Yeah. And production. Do you do any post or just. The, the... No, three of my classes are post oh, this okay. month. Nice. That's my favorite part of the uh, process, personally. You are an editor at yeah, heart. I know. And then we also have Stephanie with us. Is this your first time on stuff? It yep. is. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You didn't join us for cats? I cherry popped. No, it was just the. the it was just the boys and yeah. Carrie. That was a. We tried to forget about cats. Stephanie did enjoy the review though of cats. <laughs> I did. I did. I had a great. I still haven't watched it. I probably will never. But I enjoyed thoroughly the uh, review you all did. That's fair. <laughs> I actually stopped my parents from watching it, and then my mom, <laughs> my mom went and watched the first half of it and turned it off, and she called me and said, "I should have listened to you." <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I watched it in the theater together. <laughs> yeah, well, you people like pain. Yeah, I don't know why you admit that. What do you mean, you people? Yeah. <laughs> people. Hi, dog. Oh, hey, look at that. That's another dog. So, um, yeah, so that's the crew for the night. Uh, we were watching, of course, like I just said, Godzilla versus King Kong. Um, it's actually fairly short. It's only an hour and fifty three minutes, which actually is kind of short. Oh, surprising. So. Let's, for this movie. I don't know if we've done this officially, but just go back and give a little bit or everyone just go back and kind of give your um your background with these two characters. Mine or theirs? Everybody. You go first, okay. obviously, cuz you are the one driving this <laughs> this screening. Yes, cuz this is my choice. Um so It's not your uh, choice, it's your like I drive. can't remember the first time I actually watched a Godzilla flick. It had to have been with my dad 
um, at some point. He probably just put it on to keep me quiet or something. And um, I rem- I do recall. Yeah, it's the ice machine, buddy. It's okay. I do recall watching. It was one of the originals. Well, one of the old Toho uh, studio. Um, oh, I love Toho. To- yeah, Toho Toho. I forget how to pronounce it. Uh, I'm probably uh-huh. ruining it. And uh, one of the original ones where it was, you know, the guy in the rubber costume and uh, kicking around a, a city on a set. And I just was like, I could do that. <laughs> and <laughs> and I proceeded to do movie. that with, with Legos and <laughs> nice. things and stuff like that. And then, of course, it just, you know, I've always loved Creature Features and King Kong from the original one from, you know, back in the black and white era. Um, another one of my favorites. Um, I always thought it was kind of cool to watch a monkey climb a building. And, and swat at planes. Uh, and then, of course, we had those, you know, I don't know, Jack Black version. Um, I, I appreciate it for what it was and what it tried to be. I, I, don't think it, I don't think it succeeded other than putting, a, putting it back in the, the realm of uh, monster features. I did, I enjoyed the King Kong ride at Universal Studios. That was actually one of my favorite rides. Um uh, uh, quick backstory, or a quick uh, aside. I used to be a, a super uh, uh, Bible thumper, and uh, we used to go to this thing called Rock the Universe every year. And uh, I said we, I said me and my friends. <clears throat> and it was a uh, Christian gathering at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. And uh, they would, they would, uh, Billy Graham, Pastor Billy Graham, not the, the other guy, uh, they would rent out the whole park. And uh, youth groups and things like that would come, and there was a big worship festival um, think like uh, Woodstock for for, for Christians Christian teens. for Christian teens. Yeah, a lot of like, hey, we're not gonna have sex I until we're married. So much about you right now. Right. So much. Right. So there's a lot of like, he, we're not gonna have sex until we're married. And he we still Jesus had and... when we met like a lot of like Christian rock, like a lot of like DC talk. <laughs> a, jars of clay. A lot of jars of clay. Yeah. Oh God. So, but this a lot was of Michael oh, W. Smith. I don't know friends anymore so this was a well notice i'm not that way anymore but this was at uh so like this was at like the peak of my my youth experience but uh How universal studios you? that was pre-high school right no 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 uh well yeah but it was in the high school as well uh it was before i could drive so i was pre-16 bracelet what's that are you still wearing a what would jesus do bracelet never had one that was that was after after oh, i got I- out of the the that was machine. That was kind of like um, I think we were either HSN and people were still wearing. Yeah, them. that was that. I was already out of that. Was at the after college era. Because Angelo, when you met Robbie in college, he was not Jesusy, right? I assume. No, <laughs> I'm actually. I mean, I know he's told me this before, but like I've never uh, witnessed never experienced it. it. But so uh, <laughs> when I met Angelo, I think the first time I met Angelo I was drunk. No. Um, <laughs> probably. I mean, you know. That I did a lot of that back then, but also uh, had friendship. super red hair. Yes, it's true. <gasps> oh, that was uh, in the hibiscus phase that, that you met. Yeah, because yeah. he you came in my sophomore year, right? Second year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, sorry about the universal thing. They would rent out the park, and they would close the park at like noon for everybody else, and you had to have like the special pass to get in. So we would go around noon, drive up there as a youth group in a big van, of course. And then um, you had the whole park to yourself, like pretty much. I mean, there's you know there was you know ten thousand people there, twenty thousand kids there, but it's like you know there wasn't like you know the normal cacophony. And of course, everybody's singing "Jesus Freak" and kind of rocking out of, with their their Walkmans and things. It's the same, but also very different from Gay Days at Disney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. A lot of questionable th- choices made. A lot of a lot of people questioning themselves. Yes, absolutely. Um, but one of the things we always did, we always ran to the back of the park first. Um, and my friend Dave Burnett, who uh, longtime friend of mine, uh, I would love to actually we need to see him again. He lives up in Boston. He uh, he and I would we would run to the back of the park because that's where Jaws and, and uh, uh, the King Kong ride were and, and uh, Earthquake. And we would like kind of make our way back through the park towards where the the big revival thing in the middle was. So that was, I just, uh, whenever I think of, it's kind of funny whenever I think of King Kong, I think of Bible study. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old day. Yeah. That's really uncomfortable. Well, it was, because it was you had the park yourself, so we rode King Kong like seven times in a row. You know, it's like, hey, you guys want to just stay on because there's nobody in line? Yes. Well, especially Do it because again. the kids were actually doing like the worship concerts and stuff like that. I'm sure that, you know, a lot of them weren't even running around doing the rides. No, yeah, it's true. A lot of them were like, uh, we have like Bibles. They had like Bible studies and stuff. Like groups would like get together, and I was like, hey, we haven't seen you in like, like, like uh, sister churches, like from different towns, would like set meeting points. So they would like show up and and like you know they they'd have the, like the little palavers before the the event. This is so random. But how many kids went from your tiny tiny little church? We only had like ten. Oh, that's way more than I thought. Yeah, we only had like ten or so. I've yeah, I remember seen, that was the whole youth group. So it was like it I've was never like, seen ten kids in that church. Well, but you got to remember, it was when I say ten, I mean like middle school to almost college age. Oh. You know, I mean like there was ten of us, but there was probably four my age. You know, sure. probably three or five younger than me, and then like two older than me. Got it. So I mean, there wasn't you know, wasn't a whole lot there. So you didn't do youth groups like they broke them out by age and stuff like that. Oh no, we didn't have people to do that. <laughs> no. Cool. So that's my experience, and then uh, I, I apologize for the trip down memory lane. I love it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. All right, you're up there, dear. Here. Um, I think that my real experience, I think, with both of these characters is just from reruns on TV. I mean, like, you've seen the original, I don't think that they're claymation, but they feel very claymation. You know, the rawr! That's a guy in a suit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not claymation, just a guy in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And it's just, it was great, and it was cheesy. No, and... I take that back. The original, the, the very first one did have claymation in it, because there's a, a scene, where the first time you see Godzilla's from a helicopter, and he comes up over, like, not the first time, the second time, you see him come over a mountain the first time, but it's like a stop motion, it's almost like a, a projected mm-hmm. thing, like they used to do with the old, like, ants, like the giant yeah. ants thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think he may have fought giant ants at one point, one of them, <laughs> but it always seemed very, like, the filming, the production seemed very choppy. Yes. Um, and I didn't, I don't think that I realized that it was so old and revolutionary for its time. I just thought that it was, it was cute and kitschy and it was really, it was really important at the time because it was the Japanese, I don't want to say the Japanese people because that's like lumping everybody into a a, a group, Mm -hmm. but it was a, a way of the Japanese psyche to kind of talk about the horrors of World War II with yep. the bombs and uh, what happened, but through cinema as opposed so, to like as uh, a written was a cultural thing. way to process. Those yeah, events. kind of. Yeah, Interesting. and it's also like 1950s paranoia B movie. The, yeah, which loved it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that gave us things. You know, yeah, that gave us the rise of those monster flicks. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely didn't know that. But I just I knew that they were fun and they were on television and they were they were easy. You know, they yeah, were very easy to do. They were 
easy to watch. They were easily accessible and nothing I really had to think too much about. And you got to remember this point in time, too, because of the decimation of the Japanese, I don't want to say infrastructure, but industries and stuff like that. This was kind of like the first foray into a homegrown media thing for them. So, so this was like, let's, because you know, the Japanese have a very singular identity where um, it's, it's actually, and Angelo, I mean, he can talk more to this than I can, but I, I noticed it when I was there, but it's, it's, when you come to America, <clears throat> the U.S., we're very homogenized. Everybody's, everybody's here, everybody's like, you know, from somewhere, but we're all American. I mean, like, you kind of get that feeling. When I was in Japan, I, I definitely felt like I was not part of anything that was there. Like, you definitely feel like an outsider. At least I did. I definitely felt like an outsider. Um, and I definitely felt like even the, the, the few Japanese people I talked to who were part of the crew that we were on that I actually, you know, got time to talk to because we, mm-hmm. you know, we were so busy working and stuff, um, they felt like almost like like as a, as a single entity. Like, it was like we are Japanese or, or, or Nipponese, whatever that you want to call them or call themselves. But it's like, it's, it's, it was almost like we need to be consuming our own stuff because they were so culturally aware of the influence of the West now. Yeah, because we bombed their cities. We re- we being the Americans mm-hmm. rebuilt Hiroshima essentially. I mean, that's we that's our, our we, we basically rebuilt that city um, for them. After we destroyed it. Yeah, after we destroyed it. Of course, I'm not. You yeah. Know, I'm not well, taking that not back. Forget the important part of that. No, no, I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to like marginalize that at all. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, we definitely we we rocked the shit out of that city. I've been there. It's it's actually a really kind of humbling. Um, but it's actually one of the cities that you go there in Japan, and it, it is a Western city. Like it it, it is. The streets are wide, they're straight, they're grid-like. It's a, it's, it's a really kind of strange to go to like Tokyo and then go to Hiroshima. Like they're, I mean, they're drastically different uh, feelings in both places. But you still got that same feeling. The Japanese people are Japanese, and they're like bonded, like they're culturally bonded together. And this was kind of like a big thing in cinema where like, hey, this is ours. Like they had a claim. Like this is our movie. Like this is our Japanese. Contribution, contribution to cinema, and maybe you know it could be just like it's a giant monster. Who cares? But like you know, it's, it was getting something done. Like yeah. it was progress. You know what I'm saying? It's so interesting <clears throat> because we've had. I mean, we're usually the bombers yeah, and well. the, the winners <laughs> in those in those wars. But when we weren't, you know, like 9/11 and stuff like that. And I mean, even after COVID, where nobody wins except for a pathogen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's... If we could bomb COVID, we would. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I don't think it's in the American psyche to process that. I think it's... We just kind of gloss over it in USA, USA, and fly flags from our trucks. I don't think that we really, on a large cultural scale, process it like that. I know the Germans do that a lot, and they still do, with the Holocaust and the wars. Right, you know that's very prevalent in their media, the the national processing of that. But I think we just kind of gleam over it. I think a big part of it is not even everyone admitting what's happening. Oh, for like, sure, you can't can't process it when, when half the people true. are like, "Covid's very a, true, a fake idiots." Yeah, the well, also that you know they're they're it, it's it's not an easy thing to process when you think about the fact that we had, you know, internment camps for Japanese and we did all these other things and now we're trying to like, oh yeah, we should be nicer to the Japanese. Like 
we have a horrid history in our country of being asshats to anybody who's not American. So I don't, I'm not at all surprised that we don't process it or that we don't talk about it. Or even people who are American. Look at what's going on now with the, in the Asian American community. I'm saying it's like, I mean, people, people suck. I mean, present company excluded, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. Can we bring back the bumper stickers that say mean people suck? I feel like that needs a resurgence. Yes, we can. All right, so that that is, that is my little foray into Godzilla uh, versus King Kong. Miss Carrier up. Nice. Well, I don't hate it as much as this white claw lime flavored seltzer that I opened accidentally and now can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it that is the proper like response. Um, do you want one, babe? No, we have truly. We don't have that white claw garbage oh, if i had a truly that would be like so much better but i don't we are available so, for sponsorship by the way truly just let you know <laughs> or white claw we can learn to love it <laughs> hey people drink natty ice right <laughs> um so like i'm just more into silent you know easygoing sort of godzilla and like i said I watched uh, what's his face Charlie Hunnam because pff, I'll watch him read the goddamn phone book. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know I don't. That actually would be really funny to watch him read a phone book. Um, I would I would pay money. I literally would pay money. No problem. Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, Godzilla to me, I understand it because of the the symbolism of Godzilla and, and, you know, the cultural history and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I enjoy that aspect of it, but I'm really not, I love a good, um, disaster movie. I'm not such a fan of the giant monster movies. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's where I'm at. So, are you Team Godzilla or Team Kong? Um, I'm gonna go. Hmm, that's a tough one. Eh, I'm gonna go Godzilla. There you go, Robbie. Team Godzilla or Team Kong? <sighs> I know you can't choose. How I, do you I, choose between I have, the two loves of your I've, life? I've stayed awake all week trying to decide that, and I have still yet to come to a conclusion. Also, because you don't sleep. Also that. Well, I mean, like, radioactive iguana or giant monkey. I mean, like, how do you choose? I am going to go Team Godzilla because we've seen more Kong. We've seen more giant monkey movies. We just saw that one with The Rock. Oh, Rampage. Rampage, which was silly. I I rewatch Rampage, like, once a month. (laughs) I'm going to go Godzilla. Okay. Uh, uh, Jelly, I'm going to let Stephanie go first, if that's okay, buddy. Go for it. Okay, yay! Um, I kind of have a weird, long cycle of kaiju journey, I guess. Um, Probably started in the early 90s in Canada when we were super lucky. We were like one of the first people in town. I come from a very small town to get a Game Boy. (laughs) And the only game I had on that was Donkey Kong. And my dad kept making fun of me like, oh, you don't even know what that's from. So... We ended up driving to the next town over where the only film rental place is in somebody's basement. So we got this like really, really old, decrepit um, bootleg version of King Kong. And he made me watch it. Uh, (laughs) 
So I actually didn't enjoy it too much of a kid. It kind of like freaked me out a bit. Um, so that was the experience with that. My second experience was while I was in school up there. Um, it's a mixed ages school. It goes all the way up through like, I guess, what is the first year of high school here? And then you do your last two years of high school in a separate building. Uh, but like everybody's in the school from kindergarten up. And my mom was in charge of the after school program. And my friend, my friend um, Amilou's older brother, William, had, would always sneak in like Metallica tapes. And one time he brought a tape of a bootleg <laughs> movie called Yungari from the late 60s. And it's actually a Korean kaiju film uh the government of korea i ended up reading about it later decided that godzilla was super popular in making money and that they wanted basically in and to put a korean monster on the map called yongari and they poured tons and tons of money into him and whoever was in charge of it just completely messed up royally it's like a garbage film um <laughs> So it was actually like a huge waste of money because that was like most of the South Korean government's film budget for the year went into this one film in the 60s. Um, but anyway, so that was my second experience. I was maybe like eight years old. Um, fast forward to living in the States, um, going into high school, obviously the Godzilla movie came out um, with Matthew Broderick. And, Ugh, that horrible. Yeah. And... Um, Funny, actually, Toho Studios, who owns Godzilla, ended up renaming it Zilla so that it's no longer actually Godzilla. It's called Zilla, and they did kill it off in their 2004 film, um, Godzilla Final Wars. Yep. Uh, the, the original name was Gojira. Gojira. Yeah, Gojira is yeah. actually a fun fact. It's um, also a Norwegian metal band. Yeah, Gorira is actually their, the Japanese word for gorilla, and Kujira is whale, because when they first were going to come up with Godzilla, they were thinking about making it either a land creature or a whale, depending on yeah. where they wanted the yeah. like bomb to land. Yeah, I remember the whale thing. I remember reading about that. Yeah, so that's actually where, where it came from. Um, but anyway, my fast forward after that, I actually did like the, the soundtrack of that. It's probably one of the CDs I listened to the most. <laughs> During that time period, I freaking loved that soundtrack. Um, and then I didn't really watch too many more kaiju movies. I did watch the King Kong that came out with Jack Black. And I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, I feel like it got a lot, kind of a bum rap. Um, I just don't know that it was a, my... it have been a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one of my kids... Um, my middle one, Adrian, who's turning 10 in a couple days, he has been obsessed, obsessed with kaiju for the last about four years. And so now I've seen every single Godzilla movie in the Showa <laughs> period because he's like an Ishiro Honda freak. That's his favorite director on the planet. Nice. Um, yeah. We've watched most of the Heisei, obviously all the Millennium. And now the new, I didn't even know this until recently, but apparently since they did Shin Godzilla... <laughs> Um, they've renamed this new era of the Godzilla films, the Reiwa, R-E-I-W-A. Um, yes, they have the anime yeah. on, era. on uh, yeah. Netflix. So, so this is the new name for it, apparently. Um, but I've seen tons and tons of kaiju movies. <laughs> and I think we own at least 60 different kaiju collectibles in the house now. Um, 
and counting from Toho, Tsuburaya, and of course from the Pacific Rim. Well, um, so probably to, to make you feel better, so we, if you go to my parents' old house and you go in the yeah. back, and you go in their backyard, if you walked about ten feet into the backyard and dug a hole somewhere in their backyard, there is a thirteen to fourteen inch tall uh, roaring Godzilla that I buried in that backyard when I was little. So there's, there's actually a kaiju in their old backyard somewhere, and I, oh I know it's God. I know it's still there because they never dug it up and never found it, and I I never found it again. And lots of little, oh, yeah, there you go. Lots of little green army men. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of little army men and uh, GI Joes buried around him. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so there's a there was a giant hole that I dug back there one one day, and uh, buried yeah, Godzilla and, and the the infantry. You should write a note to the new owners. I, I think it's hilarious <laughs> that they it's, went back and dug it up. It's been what two years. Yeah, because they bought it the same weekend that we bought our house. Yeah, well, 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 oh, three wow. years. But yeah, there's so, there's, yeah, a, there's a Godzilla uh, back there I'm somewhere. I'm gonna cut myself short just a little bit here because I can go on and on about more all the stuff I've seen. But basically, um, I'm super excited. I'm on Team Godzilla. I have not. I have refused to see any trailers or any spoilers on this at all. Me too. Uh, like well for done. most films. I've actually done a pretty good job at that. The first I'm seeing of anything is this screen you have up with the yep. Same here. Palm with the red and Godzilla with the blue. And I'm really kind of interested about this blue eye Godzilla here because that's a different thing. Um, well, they, they brought that in the last one. What his powers are. They, they brought um, that up in the last movie. His eyes glow when he uh, is they charged. They glow when he's doing his atomic. When he's fully charged, his eyes yes. glow. Because if you remember correctly, if you remember back to the last movie of him when on uh, the underwater base where they see him, yeah. his eyes are glowing because he's fully charged. So Correct. it's not necessarily when he attacks; it's just his when he's when he's when he's all ready to go, his eyes are glowing blue. Oh, so here's good. something cool: uh, the original Godzilla versus Kong. I'll try to be quick. Um, for the American and British releases, Kong wins because they thought that Westerners had more appeal or more sympathy for gorillas. But the actual <laughs> Japanese version ending, Godzilla wins. Of course. Um, you have to do it I that way. I want Godzilla to win. <laughs> you kind of have to do it that I way, I don't want right? Kong to win. Wow. Yep. All right, Jelly. So, wait, before oh, wait. that... What, how does it get charged? Like how? So I don't know. Godzilla is well. Godzilla, okay, so radiation. Radiation, basically, uh, any kind of radiation. Um, uh, nuclear being the most efficient, uh, I guess. Uh, the in the last it's movie, the last flavor. Yeah, in the last King Kong movie or last Godzilla movie, excuse me. Um, at the end of it, like I was telling Jelly a little earlier, um, they basically go into what is Atlantis. It was an old uh, city that was devoted to worshiping. Not just Godzilla, but all of the the monsters. So, in, in their in and their, those are the Titans, right? Yeah, the Titans, basically. So, yeah. basically, you have to understand there's there's a, a large number of these giant monsters. That's why the last one was called Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, okay. There's a, a a large number of them, and they actually come out in cycles in Earth's history, basically to renew the planet. So, like they come out like to kill okay, off. I remember people. that part from Pacific Rim because that was like a big thing. Well, that was that an invasion movie. thing. Pacific Rim's an invasion from another dimension. All right, well. Yeah, um, it's... Okay. So basically, these monsters come out, and they have different powers and different abilities, and whatever their territorial area is, they, they come out when the world is in strife, essentially, in their area. And Godzilla is kind of like the caretaker of all of them. Um, King Kong is also a titan. However, he is not part of that hierarchy. His people or his race... 
Uh, there were actually backstory for King Kong. His parents, uh, he was actually born during the last great battle. Um, and he's also the largest of his species there's ever been. But he, they were trapped on Skull Island, which is like the epicenter of all monster things. But his race basically kept all the other monsters off of Skull Island. They basically kept that as their own kingdom, if you will, uh, right. of giant monkeys. Um, that's why the that's why all the other monsters come there during the last movie, like that they're heading that way, um, because that's that's kind of like his territory, and like he's like the. I mean, he's, he's, he's like, I don't know how to explain what he is compared to the other he's monsters. He's, I guess well, he's, probably he's, he's explain keeps, it in yeah. this. I think basically his species keeps the other monsters in check. Like, if shit goes too wrong with them, like they've gone too far, he's supposed to like step in and, and like put them back in order. So he's the balance. Yeah, kind of. Cool. Oh, can I make one other small note? Yeah, Sorry, my favorite video game ever when I was a kid was on Super Nintendo was Primal Rage. <laughs> and Talon, the little raptor, was my favorite, but I never would go. pick Chaos and the other monkey. They were my least favorite. And so Blizzard. that's other the other reason why I have a propensity to go for the more lizard-like creature is playing that video game and liking all the dinosaur and, and characters Canadian. more than and the gorillas. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jelly, back to you, buddy. Um, what you got? So I grew up being exposed to them, but like all the old black and white movies, but uh, never really in, like, like they're fun and I'm a kid or whatever, but like it never really clicked with me. I do have a very strong memory of the first time I saw uh, like Godzilla through the big gates and the woman that was tied up. <laughs> to be a sacrifice like that that cinematography stuck with me as super iconic um then i did like the new like the i the jack black movie from what i remember was just too long like i just remember getting bored long, but yeah. like liking like it was shot well and the acting was good i just i just needed it to move on and then so it it wasn't great but it was good and then i i I know you guys don't like the Matthew Broderick version, but I was entertained and I was kind of my first time where I was like, okay, I can see why people are into these big fun monsters. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, this new Western cinema, I don't like, I like Stephen was about the name of the Japanese version of the new wave, but I don't know what this new Western wave is called, but this, Skull Island universe that they've it's doing. It's the same one. The last what two was Godz that? The last two Godzillas. It's the same one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Toho Studio still owns like the rights to it. It's the Reiwa period. It's just whatever's modern after Millennium. Anything after Shin Godzilla. Which is okay. the last? The, yeah, the newest. This this iteration of Godzilla is the same one. That the okay, for some on. reason I thought you were saying there was other Japanese versions we weren't getting. But um, no, no, those no. are the ones that pre preceded this one. That's what she was saying. Kind of giving you a timeline. So, I really like these ones. And one of my biggest things with not liking the old ones was how much I didn't care about the human characters. Like, <laughs> I just was like, like my, my impression of the older movies was like, can we skip the human parts and just show the monsters because he's <laughs> doing nothing? But these new ones are doing not a perfect job, but a better job. 
and I and I think between I I think the last King Kong was the best one as far as like human motivation and people yeah. and connecting and uh, balancing comedy and and actually getting to know characters who is not like on a citywide scale. Like you're actually getting to know the platoon of troops and then they die and then you care. Like I, like I think they just did a better job of grounding it. So I'm, I, I really think that, that Godzilla is way cooler, uh, but if it's like movie versus movie, then I'm on Kong's side. Cause he's had the best actual connection and movie. Like, like other than having Eleven like stare at Mothra and care, like no one has really connected to Godzilla other than the guy that sacrificed himself yeah. to reboot him. And he's a great actor. He did a great job. But I mean, like, I'm. I guess I'm going to be the one person on Godzilla's side because who that movie made me connect the most with Kaiju out of any of the movies. You so- mean King Kong? I am so sorry. I didn't mean King Kong. So, You're right. Okay. I find it <laughs> super interesting that you bring that up. Um, sorry, did you, were you say something? Well, because Godzilla sounds like gorilla. That's how I mixed <laughs> up the name. <laughs> so it's really interesting you bring it up that way because, um, and just because I've seen so many of these movies and I, I, I kind of have a, a nice perspective on it. Um, so Godzilla, very Eastern movie. The originals showed a lot of the people because again it was a nuclear threat that they couldn't control that was destroying their city over and over again and like what can we do as a people to stop this from happening so that's why you get a lot of that like cut to people running cut to military talking like that's why they did a lot of that stuff it was like what can we as Japanese people do to stop this nuclear powered threat that keeps leveling our cities you know so I don't mind the um I don't mind that part of it it just it, anytime they did try to connect keep a character connected i never connected i know i totally get it. that's what i was saying is like there's there's like the first like not first but there's a so when the whole like during the 70s when there was the big godzilla versus series started happening where it was like godzilla versus mothra versus Ghidorah versus yeah. all that stuff um they had one doctor guy who was pretty much in every movie and i forget the character's name but he was like on every movie and there was also yeah. there's also a lady reporter who was really she was she was throughout and they actually referenced that in the remake. So after the, the American Godzilla, which was crap, the Japanese made another Godzilla where they made fun of the American Godzilla. Um, yes. and they referenced those characters again from the original seventies movie, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but the back to my, sorry, back to my other point was, um, so King Kong is a very Western film. And if you watch the old King Kong again, there's a lot of talking, a lot of um, like people having discussions. And it's more of a, a what have we done? Like, what are we playing with as people? Like, we, we have the, we're, we're messing with a power we don't understand or we are a, a, a creature we don't quite get, but we're going to go ahead and put it on display. And so it's just kind of an interesting uh, parallel between you know, uh, a, a film made by people who are saying, you know, there's this runaway nuclear monster destroying things we can't stop. Like, how do we as a people do this? And then the Western is like, we have this, we found this creature that we have known nothing about that has unlimited power compared to what we have right now because it was the era of biplanes. Uh, you know, unstoppable, unkillable, 
can destroy whatever it wants, but we're going to go ahead and put it on display because USA. we're yeah, exactly. USA. <laughs> because we're Westerners, you know, so it's, it's a really kind of an interesting dichotomy and this, this dynamic coming together. And so I'm, that's why I'm kind of really interested to see how they pull this together from, this is really like an East meets West kind of thing. Like, I mean, you're, you're talking about an Eastern deity and a Western, it's almost like a, the the juggernaut versus colossus or uh, the blob. You know, it's an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. You know, it's like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, the other thing. Uh, so there's been this like I I think I've heard Stephanie's kids talking about it. Is uh, Stephanie's brought it up once? Uh, I think they're having a debate on like isn't and I've seen it on online as well before the movie came out everybody having a big debate of like isn't kong like a quarter of the size of godzilla and oh, i don't man. know what the references are but i could have sworn in the last skull island when they do mention how he was born during the last wave that he's still young he's so he's like actually a juvenile still like technically yeah so yeah. he my theory is that he's just grown since that movie that was set in the Vietnam War. You are correct. Yes, they actually uh, there was actually a little thing that I was uh, I watched about it. Um, it was like a, a storyline of all these kaiju movies and stuff. They talked about the different things and how um, they actually show the different sizes of all the different kaiju that they that have been in cinema, like not just Japanese and in, in this, but like other monster movies like The Host, the other Korean. Uh, which, by the way, Stephanie, you've never seen The I, Host. I like The Host. Very good movie. Korean yeah. kaiju, awesome. <laughs> Um, but oh the, so yes, yeah, so Godzilla, or I'm sorry, um, King Kong, yes, his the last movie he's in, he's about he would be roughly like the, a teenager, and now he's supposed to be older. He's actually the largest of his, his species, too, so he's supposed to be he's still growing. And I'm looking at a scene here in the bottom left. If you look at the screen, they're about the same size, yeah, that's good because I, you know, I want it to be a even fight. Well, he's also got opposable thumbs. This is why I think King Kong might win. I, I well, Godzilla does too. I just, I just watched Godzilla the end of the thumbs. first one. He he rips off the uh, the in the first new King uh, Godzilla movie. He rips off the head of the bad guy at the end, and he's holding the head in his hand. Like it looks well, like he rips off one of the heads. Maybe. So we call that one Kevin. <laughs> he, but he. But he's holding it like he can hold things. I like, yeah. I like the one where he uh, rips back the head of the the muto and vomits pure radiation oh, yes. down its face. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. He he, the he vomits in his mouth and then rips the head off and he's holding it. So okay. he's got grip. I don't remember him having. Okay, maybe he does. Yeah, probably. I watched it five minutes before this started, oh, so I, I just saw it. There you go. There. Mr. I'm Salt. curious to see one of the finishing moves that King Kong always does where the dinosaurs is ripping the, the jaw, jaw yes. part. <laughs> I'm breaks the jaw. curious to see if this happens to any of the kaiju oh, the dinos. <laughs> with the brain out of the jaw was great. Uh, I, you know what I really want to happen, and I probably won't happen, but I wanted to take one of those bamboo bugs and like rip the legs off and use it as a spear because he's <laughs> the, it's right side. The bamboo bugs? Do you remember in the in Skull Island, the the troops are walking through this bamboo forest, and suddenly oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the bamboo I think the trees moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. No, no, there's a tree and there's a bamboo bug. No, no, I know there's... what you're saying. They they think that's part of the tree. They think it's like a bamboo. It's not. Yeah, I don't. Yes, yeah. their legs, not actual trees. Yes, yes, I got gotcha. you. It's been a while since I've seen Skull Island. So. Um, so I yeah, and it's 
with the Japanese thing goes that you were asking about. Um, I I do feel that they are better at being one people. The other thing that I really loved and appreciated while I was there is that it is based off a tribal culture. And so when you ask them specific things about other areas, I feel like everyone I ever asked about other areas would know what that other area was good for. Like, it'd be like, hey, I'm going to... Um, uh, Hiroshima next week and they'd be like oh you have to try yeah. this 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 like we know the like the, the things that that region is famous for you're gonna love it try this like they just know like certain things and there's there's uh different theater in in every area that they're proud of there's different uh clothing styles and it all mixes but they all know where it originates from and they and they talk about it and they appreciate it and it they, you, they always want the best version of what uh you could get so they'll know where to go to get it so i don't know i i really enjoyed that aspect of it did you feel like an outsider though like you you definitely felt like you were not part of whatever no i i didn't i felt like they were always so nice no 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 no, i'm not saying they were not nice don't get me wrong i definitely they were the most polite people well second most polite people i've ever interacted with in my travels i mean by and far they were fantastic I have nothing against them, but like I've even then I felt like there was like, hey, there's this group of Japanese people, and then there's this white dude over here. I I, well, I wouldn't feel, feel it so here. much. You know what I'm saying? Maybe or like in Spain, I wouldn't feel that way, or like you know Costa Rica, I didn't feel that way. But like Japan was like definitely like I was like I was definitely not a part of any group. I mean, the first I, times Angelo was there, he was fostered with families, though, right? So yeah. you're kind of like part of the group. Uh, I guess that makes it. Yeah, my, my when I was 18, I stayed there for almost four months, um, and had a foster home that I stayed with, and uh, I was teaching American culture. So I was going to a new high school or middle school every single day and teaching. Like I just met so many people, and I spoke pre like not conversational but just below it like just like i could do anything i needed to do just sound stupid doing it right. and and so i never felt how we out it. of place okay because i went to like and, you know costa rica and that's where i had the, the probably the most pleasant people i've ever experienced in my life was the costa ricans but like i didn't feel like i was an outsider there I, when i was in france i kind of felt that way yeah, but that's a, I think that has a lot to do with the language barrier, too, Rob. Like, you know, it's not like Japanese is an intuitive language to someone who grows up with English as their first language. That's true. And and French is similar, plus the French as much Same as, alphabet. Uh, yeah. yeah. At least in in France, we do have the same alphabet, but it's, it, it's I mean, when you look at the word we, it's like all vowels. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> So even like trying to read it, I think that, you know, not that English is an intuitive uh, language because it sucks, yeah, you know, or, you know, I went instead of I goaded and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think that makes you feel like an outsider because I've traveled across Europe a lot. And um, I mean, I haven't been to Asia, which is is sad in my heart, but um the one place where I really felt that way, despite everyone being so kind, was the Czech Republic. I mean, oh. you want to talk about a different alphabet, man. Woof. Yeah. I, I was see, so I, lost. See, but I, I feel like I would fit in better 
and that maybe that's just because of my background, but I feel like I would fit in better in an Eastern European country or a Western Asian, if you want to take that approach to it, uh, country than I did in Asia. I, I just feel like I would get better, I would get by farther in Ukraine or Czech Republic or something like that than I did in But your mom Japan. and your grandpa... Well, till, till you open your mouth, but yeah, you would look the part, maybe. But I also yeah. feel I mannerisms like... have a big part, too, though. Like, I've worked with quite a people from Czech, from Russia, and, like, you can still get general Western mannerisms. So when you're trying to say something or point at things, it makes more sense. I feel like there's a different way of communicating that you don't... that is more offensive in Asia than it is here. Like, I think some of the messages get a little cross. Like, you don't want to be, like, smiling in their face the same as you would... You know, in a European country, that would be fine. I also think because your family's Polish, like, there will just be cultural things that you understand, like, that, that make sense to you in an Eastern European country. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're Polish, like, you know, that I'm Japanese because I ate ramen the other day. Like, I mean... <laughs> no. They're more Polish than that. A few generations removed from the old country. Yeah, but I mean, that's still things that they brought over. I mean... Curse words and slang for underwear. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Also, don't forget, when you went to Costa Rica, you were pretty much fluent in Spanish. That's true. That's a whole different world down there, though. All right, let's watch a movie. There you have it. Can I uh, pee before we start the movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do we want to say anything right else back. before we... Okay, go go ahead. <laughs> well, Angelo is draining Godzilla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the baby Godzilla. Um, <laughs> small penis joke. Now, you dogs are all about it tonight. He is, like, really pissed off. So there's these peacocks that live in the neighborhood. Oh, no. And they... Oh, yeah, they're terrible. I hate, I hate them. Things. And they've had babies, and they make these horrible noises. Yeah, they scream. And they, they just sit in the backyard, and they piss him off. And so he wants I'll to go out them. there and chase them, except that they don't run away. They peck at him. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. And he's tiny. Yeah. Yeah, peacocks are assholes. Yeah, were, no. weren't they your worst bird at uh, Bush Gardens? Yeah, I actually had to save a kid from a peacock once. A peacock, <laughs> a peacock had this, like, four-year-old quartered. In the bird area at Bush Gardens once, I had right up and had to kick the thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> Marty not is not pleased. I agree. And, he shouldn't be. But like literally, go, I sent him out there to go see if he would chase him away, Stop and no, they just like hissed at him. And then they tried to peck at him, and I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna end in bloodshed. We have to stop." <laughs> they hiss. They. they, they they hiss and make like a weird squawking call noise. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, then they scream at wow. they, their Their call is like this. It almost sounds like a little kid screaming. Yeah, or like a cat dying. And then the they also tear up your roof. Yeah. And they are mean yeah, they motherfuckers. Did wow. they get in your pool? They, I've not seen them in my pool. But they when they're summers. in the middle of the street... They don't move no, for you. They don't. They're stupid. I hate them. I mean, they look pretty for like a second, and then I want to punch them in their throats. They're like <laughs> fancy chickens. They're like frat boys. They're like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Also, fancy chickens. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We, we, fancy saw, chicken. we saw fancy chickens when we went to Cluiston yesterday. Yeah, Heather, oh, got, how was that? Heather got her uh, second shot yesterday, but we had to drive to Cluiston to get it. 
Which, if you're Ooh. not familiar with where Clewiston is, it's like two hours east. West. We, west. Two hours east of the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Literally, literally two hours east of here is the Bahamas. No, we, we went to Lake Okeechobee, yeah. not the Bahamas. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, you had to go to some rough areas. We, we went through a town where there was the Bowling Alley supermarket. Yeah, and I wanted to go so much. Oh my gosh, that's yes. amazing! It's, it's, it was it was fantastic, and then we actually stopped. We actually, I, I just bought a new drone, and I was gonna go. Fly. I was really excited because I was like, "Oh, Lake Okeechobee's there. It's scenic. If you've never been there, it's actually really beautiful." Um, and it's a lake. big lake. And it's, yeah, it's a giant. It's a big ass lake. Um, but there's a lot of cool like little park places you can park and like scenic picnic areas. I was gonna go fly the drone. It was so windy though. Like we we parked. And it was so windy, the car was still rocking. Like, it was just, I mean, like, I don't know what was going on. It felt like it was a hurricane without the, the storm. It was crazy. Wow. So I was, if I had put the drone up in the air, it would just would have shot off. It would have been gone. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. But, um, you know, it was just so windy yesterday. It was crazy. I'm hoping to fly that. I bought this drone like a month ago. I haven't flown it once yet. Well, we're going to Miami tomorrow. Do you? Yeah, I got to get so. my shot in Miami tomorrow. Oh wow! Oh, that's actually kind of worse. Yeah. Very different cultural experiences. And downtown Lewiston Miami, too. Like, and downtown no, Miami. Yeah, I, when I went there the first time, I could penny ashes to find parking. I CBS. actually think that we're going to the same place that Carrie got hers. Yeah, no, we sorry, I'm back. she said she got hers near the the uh, university. Oh, mine's not there. Mine's off of H, uh, 8th Avenue. It was 8th the Street. only one that came up when I said not Miami. Kaya Ocho, East <laughs> Street, not, not 8th Avenue. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Everything okay? Yeah, I just had to also talk to my mom. That's why it took so long. But you didn't fall in. Not when you go to the bathroom? That's strange. (laughs) No, I can't walk into my living room without a whole conversation starting. I was just kidding, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what are you trying to make kaiju? Yeah, she's like, I can't wait to hear this podcast when you guys are done. You better post it immediately. And I was like, Mom, we will. (laughs) You're always good in my podcast. (laughs) So I guess we have three to two then, right? Because I guess I'm going to have to go with King Kong since, you know, I guess the women and the lizard Oh, so it's ladies versus gents. You don't have to, Rob. No, I kind of do. Oh, no, this is the way it is. We're doing this. Rob used to have red hair. Kong is in a red... Red yeah, flaming sure. gorilla hair in this picture. It's meant yeah, to be. Yeah, but you currently have red hair. So how, that's, how's that work? And Heather currently has pink hair. Because it had the heart of a lizard. And I have had blue Women hair. Women do have smaller brains. <laughs> science. You it's have a science. science. Thanks, Rob Burgundy. <laughs> We're Ron Burgundy. Call <laughs> you Rob Burgundy. You need a bit of brains. I will beat the piss out of you. You know that, right? In front of I children. Yeah, sure, in I front know. of your students. I'm well aware. <laughs> Start the movie. All right. Start the movie. Let's go. do it. Yay. All right. Uh, let me make sure you guys can hear it, too, because that would be stupid otherwise. What? We, wanna, we want them to hear it, too? Yeah. That's crazy. Son of beach. Yay. Happy yeah. time. I don't hear anything. Do you guys hear things? Oh, here, whooping. Whoop, whoop. I kind of hear it. There's nothing there yet. I hear heavy breathing on a mic. She's hear like animal noises. 
No. I'm there should be there should be sound effects here. I'm hearing nothing. No There's sound nothing on my end either. There's actually Now I hear something. Now I hear it. Now it's gone. Do you hear the birds? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna mute myself. Over the mountains, across the sea. There's a girl. I'm an expert. Mm. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I wrote my thesis on the evolution of horror, uh, women in horror films, so I, I like the, the horror films, but horror films are not what we see today. What we see today is, is torture porn, murder porn, slasher, you know, bullshit, like, let me see how much you know, uh, caro syrup that I dye red, I can get on the set. I just feel like a decent horror movie has not happened since us. How, how I missed how we got here versus uh, because Godzilla. we were talking about Jessica we just Lang. Godzilla. Jessica Lang is the original blonde chick in Kong, and the little kid's name is Gia with the J, J I A. So I thought maybe it was like a little throw, like a little, little baby, like heads up to Jessica Lang. Just saying. Mm. That then I mentioned definitely sounds really like good. a reach. Mm. You'd be surprised around. when they write these people's names. I mean, this kid's from Iwa. She's not supposed to have a name like Gia. I don't know. But we got to horror because Jessica Lang was in American Horror Story, and I loved her in that, so I mentioned that, and then we kind of went off on this tangent about horror films. Yes, and how... And good. And how you don't give good recommendations. Yeah, no. I think he doesn't get to be a judge of horror films. By the way, we got Jessica Walter where we all need to take a moment. We just don't staff. watch him. Um, all right. I mean, if we want to be a better judge, we'll watch Elysium next. Mm-hmm. I hated that movie. Which one was that? I movie? think Rob. Like, it's the one where they're on a spaceship. That, that circle that has... with that Damon. Nope, that is not the movie. That's Moon. I think of Pandorum. That's why you were thinking the right movie. I said the wrong movie. Oh, Pandorum okay. is the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, Elys- Elysium is the one with the space station where everybody reaches on Elysium, right? Yeah, that's like a really bad movie. And shit like that? Yes, that is that's a really bad District movie. District 9 guy. Okay, so which one's Pandorum? The one where it's... All of humanity has left Earth on this one big ship because Earth is about to die. It's called Wally. And then, and then, except it's a horror film, and a guy wakes up and nothing is right, and there seems to be monsters on the ship. Okay. I feel like I have seen that. I'm pretty sure you have, and you liked it. It sounds like something I would like. Sounds like the television show The One Hundred. Ugh. Uh, it is that, I mean, I, it, it, it's in the same vein, except there's, cause I know what you're talking about, but this is on okay. the ship. So it's like alien monster, Uh-oh. not. Okay. Yeah. No, the one here was okay. Well, I stopped uh, the, watching. The, the premise okay. I thought was better than the actual execution. Speaking of which, that's how I felt about Millie Bobby Brown in this movie. Cause I hated her. Uh, is it just me or this? That could have been any other actor. Oh, 
And it, yeah, but she was dead. She was in the first one. No, I understand, they had but like, kinda... I, no, I got that. But, but it I was, was just like, it could have been anybody. And the character was written terribly. Are we recording yet? We are. Show yes. on my screen. We are. Okay. That's okay, I well, record to a, a separate device. That's why. Here is Millie Bobby Brown in this movie. Stomp, stomp, stomp. I'm a bitch for no reason. Stomp, stomp. I hated it. Um, she was bitch? trying to be a badass. You need to give she her a little bitchy. bit of credit. Oh wait, no, we don't, because this movie was terrible. I don't. So I did cheer when the when the bitchy lady that looked like AOC. Her, yeah. Uh, <laughs> her, uh, when her she got, blown got up, yeah, but that's about it. So, so speaking of which, uh, we actually mm-hmm. had her, and I had like a little side where we were watching this, and I said we have to save this and ask Carrie. So, <clears throat> oh, we boy. both we both agree. Or not agreed, but we kind of like discussed this, and so that lady, the the daughter, uh, the the AOC lady, I, mm. I forget the character's name. I, I actually have the Maya, cast. Does, Maya. matter? Uh-huh. Maya Simmons. Ma- Maya Simmons. Sure. Played by Isa Gonzalez. <laughs> You're Ellie, welcome. Or Isa. What? Okay. That's Isa. Um. Do we feel that the writers? We're like, hey, we have a strong woman, so we're going to make this lady a cunt. And that's how we make strong women, yeah. by writing them to and be just bitches. And it's what they did with Millie Bobby Brown, too. That's how it, that, it felt like Like the writers were like, this is a strong woman. Strong women have to She's be bitches. She's a bitch. Well, I, I just felt like it was just super surface. They're like, well, she only gets one note from the director because she only gets four lines, and, it, she, and yeah, we just really need to it. get it across. Yeah, I just felt like it was like, out of nowhere, just kind of like that character could have been played any different way, but I guess they wanted you to have the impact of like, hey, she got her to come up and. Or, she could have been replaced by a soldier who had secret orders. Yeah, I, I felt like that well, character was just like shoehorned almost. Yeah, she didn't. Or need, non. She didn't not shoehorned, need to be a whole character. She yeah. could have been a soldier who sends out that little cute scuttle robot, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? I did like that little robot. Yeah, they didn't need it to be his daughter and put the importance on it, but then make it unimportant. Yeah. Yeah, she's in like, so she came in halfway through the movie, and then she, from halfway through, she was only in half of the movie. Uh, the half of the half. She, of the she needed to be the one staring at Godzilla on the rooftop in the first attack, not the, the also the Asian guy that they minimalized yeah. To just being a pilot, even though he's the actual genius behind everything. Here's our they head just engineer. didn't give enough time to any of the characters, is what it feels yeah. like to it's me. It's like, here's our head Have engineer, we're going to put him in a chair. Ensemble cast, though. And also, oh, yeah, I'm, looking at, I'm looking right here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 named characters before Admiral Wilcox, because everybody after that is just like tertiary characters. So you only have 11 characters in this movie. Plus you have the two monsters, plus you have the mecha. Yeah, but that the mecha was the last five minutes of the movie. The monsters I mean, only saw each have... other twice. I mean, if you technically Sarah's talking about a two hour movie. You know? But you now, know what, here's like... one Easter egg about Sarazawa. Um, actually, like his dad, who was in the original movie, his name was Ishiro Sarazawa in the original um 
I know, Rob, you had pulled back earlier to the recurring doctor in all of the Godzilla movies, yeah. which is Dr. Serizawa. He's the guy with the eye patch. Yeah. So they named them after him. In the last movie, Ishiro was this guy Ren's dad. Ishiro is named after Ishiro Honda and Dr. Serizawa. Ishiro Honda is the original director of Godzilla. No, I got that. So I think it's kind of cool that they gave him a little, like, fun thing. And I, go, I know there's a guy named Ren who's been cast in Godzilla movies or kaiju movies. I don't I don't know him, but my son talks about him. Do you know what I mean? So I can't R- say per se Ren's about him. Ren's a cool guy. name. Yeah, but Dr. Serizawa's a repeat character, like Rob had mentioned, over and over in the Godzilla movies. Um, and then, so I think it's kind of cool that the guy from the last movie's son is the one who's actually controlling the mecha. So at least they gave us a little Easter egg there. Um, yeah, but, but when you but, when you put that in that position with that least amount of importance, and he had out of all the people in the top eleven, he had the least amount of say, even though he was super important. Exactly. Like it just it makes it worse to me. Like don't give him that guy's last name if he's not going to be. It does invalidate oh. him, and I a hundred percent agree with what all of you are yeah, saying about like, that. I feel like he should have been more of a feature. Yeah, well, he... but. If you if you know if you look at like who wrote it right the one guy who worked on the screenplay Max Bornstein he is part of this like Kong universe what what is it called uh, MonsterVerse film series so he he's the one that's giving us those Easter eggs about the kaiju and all that kind of stuff because that's what he's known for the other guys that are writing it and i emphasize the guy part because they're all freaking dudes that's what we we're talking yeah. about being the, the ladies being bitches because that's that's how they feel strong women are like that's what we're right. saying but, but that's yeah i do i do agree with that 100 percent. i feel like they don't understand well, and Michael Darty is one of the writers on that, and he wrote all those like one-dimensional characters in X Two. Oh, that explains everything, right? Jesus so, but, but here's the thing: like, you you know, at the end of the day, no, I didn't like this movie. However, the movie really wasn't about any of the other characters. I think Angelo sort of like you know almost jinxed us because. <laughs> I didn't like any of these characters. The time that I was like actually emotionally invested in the movie was when they were trying, that stupid bitch was trying to kill King Kong because he's this furry animal and I, you know, yeah. like the animals. And it's like when they kill Old Yeller, you know, and that that's oh, when I yeah, cry. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was just like, oh, I don't know. I just, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Heather stops the movie after they, they go home. And the old she, doesn't, she doesn't continue the movie. She doesn't realize uh, the movie is 10 minutes longer than it actually is. <laughs> yeah. But it just, I, I, I just felt like it was, okay, so this is this is an assholery thing for me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. It but down, it baby. was like. You know, these little boys that wrote this movie just wanted to see their action figures come to life, and they made that happen. I actually said nearly those exact words when they were fighting on the ships. I was like, this is my childhood. Like, this is what my... It was in my head when I was playing with my toys. This is a kid in the bath that was like, I knew I could see this in the movie. Yeah, it's funny, because Angelo, I was texting him during the ship scene, and I was like, oh my god, like, whoever designed this ship did not make the like physics of it work for gods for kong to number one like 
press himself down like a surfboard and stand up the way that he did. And then Godzilla just climb on like a complete monster and it's still supporting them. But uh, no, there were so many, I think I found at least like six or seven little Easter egg fun things that made it really fun and interesting for me being a kaiju fan um, that made it exciting. And, but obviously if you're not like part of that and don't understand the like culture of it, it's not going to be cool. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's really Kate, those Easter eggs from that one guy are catering to the people who are already fans. Everybody else is just like, well, whatever. Yeah, but I also think, like, even even the super fans, you have to really, like, they're very easy to miss, you know? And, in, and the other thing is that this isn't meant to be... In my opinion, it's really not meant to be anything more than a moneymaker now that pandemic is hit and they can actually, like, release at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's super different to watch a film like this at home on my laptop versus... In the theater. Theater. Yeah, I've always watched these movies in theater. Well, we're actually saying, too, like, with with the introduction of the Heves for the Heaves, this has to be a ride at Universal. I will be so disappointed yes! if this does not become a oh, ride. Going well, because I, 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 I do the movie rides. Yeah, How dare that's you. what I'm saying. Like this, well, this needs to be like... Have you done a Universal? It was really fun. This I needs to be like the exactly. Body Wars slash Star Wars. But I thought that the entire time because I, I was trying to look up the name of the camera and I can't remember it. Maybe you guys know. But like when they rig a... Uh, like a steady cam, but then turn the camera at the subject. Yeah, with the Godzilla only so, fell. <laughs> so they were doing one. the self-follow <laughs> yes. steady cam shots on a lot, and I was like, they're doing this because it's gonna be a ride. So they want you to ride, like they want the shots to match when you're in the vehicle going with the screen. Yeah, I, I, if this does not turn into a ride, I'd be so disappointed. You know, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but. I wanted to actually see more of the fighting. I wanted to see more of the just. No, no, you're right. Versus, because you know what? Monster movies. need 500 unnamed characters. We all want more monster fights. Yeah. So you're 100% correct. I didn't need the fat kid from Deadpool in it. <laughs> oh, that's where he's from. Oh, I was like. Poor baby. Oh. Julian <laughs> doesn't. Also, I like him way better when he's cursing. Like yeah. this. <laughs> By the way, it's called a you snoring cam, yes. Jello. It, I don't know if any, any of you are completely unrelated have ever watched Billy Elliot, but there's something about children cursing that makes that movie super satisfying. So I feel I agree. It's a... Uh, it's no. So um, no, can I tell you guys all the things that made me super happy? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so when we first went into where Kong... Uh, is going into the new world, they actually showed some crab creatures and they were actually like a really cool mixture of Ganymus and Ebra, which are two kaiju that um, Godzilla has fought before. And also a little tiny bit of like some of the prosthetic looks from King Crab, who's not even Toho. He's actually from an Ultraman villain. So I think it's super cool that they did this weird like cross crabby creature that has involved the pieces of three different kaiju crab creatures so that was fun for me yeah there's definitely a lot of fan service there for sure yeah (laughs) so i thought that was super cool 
probably my favorite part of all. I was really interested to see that they put the actual like major fight in Hong Kong because Hong Kong is literally like your cross of Asian and Western because it's been owned by England for so long, but it has its own identity. Plus it was super visually interesting. But the thing that made me super, super happy is when fucking Godzilla jumps on Kong's chest and does the Bruce Lee chest crunch with his feet. Because yeah. Bruce Lee's from Hong Kong. So to me, that was like a really terrific little like throwback to an amazing fight scene slash Hong Kong cinema. And they both like looked each other in the eye. So that was super fun for me. Um, I love the war bats, which um, are the Nozuki, you know, depend, depending on what movies you, and you've seen before in the kaiju world. Um, I thought I saw Destroya as a little peekaboo, but then when I closed my eyes and like blinked, he was already gone. But Destroya is one of Godzilla's main enemies in his former movies. But I got like really excited when I saw it, and then I literally blinked and he was gone. I think they so, showed him during the opening where they're they're showing the different monsters, each one that like snuffed out. Yeah, no, no, that was it was during like afterwards. I was just like, what? Oh, like, why is Destroya here and he's gone? And I was like, well, did I imagine this shit? So yeah, I think he's in the knows? panels. I would go back and watch it, but I think he's in the in the panels because I thought I saw the same thing. Yeah, so that was, like, kind of a cool little, like, what the fuck, but cool, awesome. Um, well, they still have a bunch of the um, uh, Monarch facilities where they're watching things that are still sleeping. Yeah. Yes, now here's the thing that really was cool for me, but also kind of fucked me up a little bit, is I don't know if you guys are familiar with the different Mecha Godzillas, but the Mecha 3, which is Kiryu, is the one that is made with internally the bones of the original Godzilla that got killed by the oxygen destroyer. Now, normal Kiryu has yellow eyes, but when he changes consciousnesses and his like robot memory revamps to what he's connected to, his eyes turn red. Now this particular mecha started with red eyes and I was like, what the fuck? He hasn't even changed yet. And I knew he was going to change because I saw the eye color, but what was really, really cool is that um, Shirazawa's eyes, the guy, when he was connected with the machine and controlling it, his eyes were like an opaque blue. But the second he lost control, they turned back to black. So I like that they did the eye color change when the consciousness of the mecha changed. So that was super fun for me as a fan of the like eye color change um, of the mentality. Because I was really pissed at first that they just made him red to begin with. But when they changed the human's eyes, I was like, oh, I get it now. But I was also really curious and interested to see why, you know, because obviously they don't have a skeleton of a Godzilla, why they would make a Mecha Godzilla. But because they used a Ghidorah skeleton, it made more sense. And that's why they made him more skinny. Like, Kiryu 3 was definitely the more skinny Mecha in the upper body and smaller head. This one was even skinnier all the way through to his hips which makes sense because it has more of a snake appearance from the Ghidorah. So that was kind of a cool way for them to tie that in. They I were think that's all I have Godzilla. to say, but I might have more. Yeah, we, were, we were talking about how Godzilla's <laughs> got a Badaga dog. Fucking Gia. I don't know if no, you guys know about people connected the Millie Bobby Brown to the Mothra fairies last time because she could somehow magically communicate to Mothra. So in the last movie, she pissed me off. Because I'm like, you're not fucking, you're not one of the Chen sisters. You're not connected to Mothra. Fuck you. So she actually made me more mad in the 
last movie than in this movie. Oh, she was uh, barely in this movie. Yeah, but this this kid here, Gia, they actually gave her three different looks, always with the red tunic or the red sash, because the Mothra fairies typically wear, uh, I think at least like four of their like six or seven looks, always have a red outfit. They have red kimonos. She had one that was open. She had a red sash that went across. She had the red hood. So it's kind of cool, like the Mothra fairies that knew how to communicate to that kaiju were always wearing this iconic red outfit and she always had that on and had a similar look to the fairies. She was smaller. The thing that pissed me off though is that the Mothra fairies have an iconic fur outfit. And I thought for fucking sure, I'm like, this kid's a Mothra fairy for Kong, that when they went into the snow environment, it was cold out, she would have some sort of fur trim as a throwback. And the person who designed the costumes, he did such a good job with the little callbacks and little Easter eggs, failed us by not giving her fur. I think I'm done now. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my so, TED Talk. Um, I feel incredibly inadequate regarding my um, <laughs> understanding of kaiju and Godzilla and all the things but I also now understand how people probably feel when I talk to them about you know things like Citizen Kane or other equivalent ridiculous rabbit holes that I can go down or so, people just talk to me about movies in general or science yeah. <laughs> hey my oh, science knowledge is on point Robert <laughs> so can we talk about for a second how gorgeous this movie was though oh yeah what? it was so Jesus. pretty the lighting I loved it. the lighting was fantastic i love them when they're in the uh the diner with all the neon i was like oh god that just that shot was i could have watched that scene just like four or five more times just for the lighting alone i really enjoyed it and then the, the uh cg on um CG the hair was really good. for king kong when he comes out of the building shadow and mm -hmm. it's like daylight on him oh and when he's got the snow and yeah, it was. It was I just, really good. It was I don't just know if I can looking. appreciate it as much because of the way that I watched it. Drunk? <laughs> uh, no. Um, no, I mean because oh, on your I'm laptop, watching you it. Mean? I'm watching it on my laptop, yeah. and I couldn't tell. Like I know the sound kept cutting out when it was yeah. Here, but then, like, I couldn't – and I thought that was really nice how they did that because she's deaf and everything. But um, the the sound then kept, like, sort of skipping almost on my end, and I didn't know if that was supposed to happen. So I was a little distracted. A couple times that was intentional. And I don't think that I could appreciate it the way that I should. So I'm going to have to oh. go back and watch this when I'm, like, in a better headspace, uh, okay. I think. I'm, I I'll still hate it, though, maybe just my, like I, I did the joke. <laughs> well, I apologize for the At connection. At least you're consistent. I do know that yep. there was a couple times where the skipping was intentional because we heard it here too. Because I actually okay. I actually commented to Heather that that was a really cool effect. Um, but I I don't know about continuously through the thing. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. know on this side. I was having issues the whole movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Just you just said something. Kept cutting out. No, I mean, I didn't feel like interrupting. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'm sorry, guys. Really what was attractive was the Kong water puke. I thought that was very realistic. <laughs> I thought that was actually I, a really nice touch. I yeah, really I wanted there to be one fish or something. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was, <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, like a dolphin, something like size comparable. A dolphin would be, you know, awesome. <laughs> just something like I was like, oh wait, this is just that's uh, a dolphin. That's not a fish. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing though. I was yeah, like, oh god, it needs to puke something vibration. up. 
Yeah, no, I just thought it was a great movie overall. I mean, uh, you know, uh, everybody has, I guess, different. Did we opinions. watch the same thing? I'm I, not really sure. I was on the edge of my. You guys, Heather, I was on the edge of my seat most of the movie. Literally, like a little kid watching. I was just enthralled. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you liked you it know. as much because now I know like how I'll feel the next time I watch like the new P.T. Anderson movie or something like that that is equivalent to my nerddom. But I just. I also felt like I had seen this movie before. Like it felt like it was just rehashing and making better the Pacific Rim, Matthew Broderick, Kong, Skull Island, blah, uh, blah, all wrapped into absolutely. one, like trying to yeah. no, I totally put a pretty agree. bow but on I mean, it. I mean, like, but how, exactly. I mean, how many of these movies can there be? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're all going to start looking the same after a while. And oh I, yeah. I do want to point out the minute that you saw MechaCon, you said Mecha okay. Who? MechaGodzilla. Sure. MechaGodzilla. <laughs> MechaCon's in the next one. Yeah. Well, as soon as They he... have had a MechaCon. It's a thing. It's a thing. As soon as he saw the robot, he's like, "Oh, well they team up against the robot." Like he called yeah. it out immediately. So I uh, this is well, not I didn't know Godzilla was gonna be in this either. But this is not a movie that we watch for right. plot. I was I was I in mean... the kitchen. Yeah, I was in the kitchen and I, I was I was getting a drink and I turned around and when Heather's like, What's that? And I looked at the screen and I was like, Is that fucking Mecha Godzilla? I was this like is... that's fucking yes, Mechagodzilla. This is very much Rob's toys playing yeah. on the big screen. You guys just watched my childhood is what happened. For, in my brain. for me though, I did see the trailer when it first came out and they do like a millisecond of showing a uh, what would is definitely Mecha Godzilla's tail, oh, really? but for some reason online people were like, "That's what that is." No, it isn't. Like it was some sort of like people needed to argue about it nerd thing, and I was just like, "No, it's fucking Mecha Godzilla." We know that they're not going to choose if Kong or Godzilla wins. It's always going to be them teaming up yeah. against Mecha Godzilla. There's always going to be something in the middle. Like I just like. They didn't do anything to surprise me at all. Well, see, I didn't, I, that's I, the only thing I saw was the very first teaser trailer that came out. You know, of and, Godzilla and King Kong. So I, I never saw that mecha thing. And now that they've teamed up against the robot, I want them to go farther. I want them to do a buddy cop series. I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I'd do it. I'd see it. I know you would. Godzilla and Kong on the beat. They could like, the aliens, of... aliens haven't even come back yet. It's great. They're going to fight the aliens next. Oh, God. I think Godzilla is going to take the pieces of Mechagodzilla and use it as armor and oh, there you go. Like, come and even like World like, War, like World more War like War Robocop. Godzilla. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I would watch a Robocop remake with a Godzilla and Kong. Yeah. I would watch that. Why Yo, move, creep. Oh. Or... They did have an extra creature in the desert when the you know the lizard comes up, the four-legged one comes up and eats one of the little like war bat things. Yep. It's at first I was thinking like they're gonna throw back to Anguirus because they did a punk move. Anguirus is literally in the beginning he's one of Godzilla's enemies, but in all of the movies he's his most reoccurring ally other than Mothra. So I was a little bit peeved that last movie, they didn't even show him at all. They just showed his skeleton down in that Atlantis city that we were talking about earlier that you guys had brought up. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is Anguirus already dead? So I was really excited and thinking like, oh, Anguirus is here. But he doesn't have his carapace. He doesn't have a nose horn. But he actually looks 
how Anguirus is, but also mixed with Baragon, who's another like prominent, he's got like four different evolutions in the Godzilla movies, except he's got these cute little bat ears. So I think they tried to, again, walk it back the same way they did with the Mothra Fairy and like give people a little bit of a happy bit with giving us a Baragon slash Anguirus mix and giving us an actual Mothra Fairy for Kong. That sounds like a club when song. I- when I, I think hear, people. Hold on. when I hear Stephanie reach this far to give credit to Easter eggs, I feel like based off the lack of foresight and thought that they put into any other part of this movie, it's hard for me to believe that. Like, so they parts, should just hire so, me, right? Yes, but also parts of me are like, if you're talking about its mixes of creatures, it really, like, part of me just feels like that sounds false. It sounds like really they just tried making something and if you if you can relate to it and like it that's great but so you think maybe they just off grabbed the, a bunch based of shit, off their character there. development i don't believe that they put that much thought into it yeah you're giving the guy who wrote x2 way too much credit and you don't exactly. like x2 you are stephanie you are the biggest which was x2 of I really do. Oh my X-Men. god, I'm so hard on X- the X-Men movies. Which, yeah. Which one is the X? Which but one because X-Men? I'm such an X-Men fan, and they fucked over so many of my characters. Yeah. Well, not only that, but Brian Singer directed them, so right there, they should be boycotted from here on out. But we can give them credit for the. We can give them credit for the finishing move that is the Bruce Lee move, because that was sick. Okay, but see, that's where I was gonna go next, because. Same thing. That amount of foresight and credit you're giving them, if it's true, awesome. I'll give you a thousand movie points. But I gotta see the proof that that's true because I do not see the foresight or the. I, I just don't see it. And then I had a lot of questions. Like I've been to Hong Kong and I freaking love it. And I almost got to work on some stuff there. And uh, and it is a gorgeous city to shoot in. Like I could see you just pick like, hey, let's do this thing in this city. But it's also a very weird choice to be um, like, hey, let's ignore what's going on in this city for over a year of how bad things are and then just make our move. Like, it seems almost like so many Hollywood films are funded by China now. And it seems almost like (laughs) China funded this movie to make people go, oh, look, Hong Kong's a beautiful city. And the only thing they have to worry about is monsters nothing else was going on i oh i thought you're gonna say like they're, they're funding it to like hey look we destroyed hong kong watch out well that could also be but just <laughs> it just feels very suspect of all the cities in the world it, it to pick an asian one and to have it be hong kong and to i i don't know i i'm seeing connections there that are political issues that i know happen in film versus uh, you know, giving Bruce Lee credit because uh, of a maybe. That was a fucking Bruce Lee move, and you know it. But yeah, Hong Kong might have been a coincidence, but the move itself with the eye, Godzilla, you see his face. He does a stomping maneuver. He does a with his feet, and then you see God, you see Kong at the bottom, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, but that's not specific, like that. Mm-hmm. Like if it was if Godzilla did a one inch punch, I'd be like, yeah, that's Bruce Lee. What but are you kidding lo- me? Lots of people have stepped twist. on the enemies and stared at them. That it, no, that... and twisted the 
feet, they go, Psh, and it like you hear the crunching sound of the the chest I'm, cavity. I'm, I'm Have just you saying. Not seen Game of Death. I've seen it. I'm saying I'm not buying it. It just didn't. It wasn't as close to the actual shot to me to make me actually buy into no. it. I watched Game of Death last week, and I've watched it a bunch of other times because I love fucking love Bruce Lee, and it resonated with me, and okay. I appreciated it. Well, like I said, I will give you credit if it can be proven. <laughs> and that's the best thing about this movie is that everyone gets something different out of it. <laughs> I still am not sure what I got out of it, though. I got popcorn. Oh, uh, you know, for a movie that I, I didn't pay for. I take a little nap. <laughs> for a movie that I didn't pay for, I, I think this was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I will totally agree that it is beautiful like they shot it really well i think they abused the camera attached to the monster shot um, that's the, a snorri cam by the way snorri thank you also i don't know if you noticed this but they they, they had a really interesting filter effect um that i've only seen it a couple of different times but when they showed the the girl Jin for the or gia excuse me for the first time when she was talking to kong and he threw that spear by the way we were talking about spears earlier i thought about you when he threw that spear at the uh the ceiling yeah um they had this really cool like radial blur filter that they had on the the camera, so like all the uh, the background was bent behind it. It was really kind of interesting, because um, it kind of offset the the hearing thing. It was kind of interesting. I really enjoyed it. And I still think I, this is going to be a better film than the Black Widow movie coming out. <laughs> wow. I mean, you I'm might really... actually like the characters in it. There, I'm there's actually going to be characters Black in Widow, it. I'm a Black Widow fan too. There's actually going to be characters in it though. Eh. Not just people; they'll actually be characters. and a different person from Stranger Things. So, like, you'll still be able to judge it the same. <laughs> oh, hey! I found the Ren guy, Ren Matsuzawa. He's been two different kaiju's, apparently. We'll see. Okay, yeah. <laughs> little little baby Easter eggs that are potentially true. So I didn't I didn't do any research on this. I apologize to everybody. Um, I'll do like a little interstitial after this. After we're done, I'll, I'll do a little recording of stats and things like that because I really try to avoid everything as much as possible for this, so I wouldn't well, get we spoiled. Don't, you don't usually do movies you haven't seen before, so like this like, one had actual spoilers. Uh, well, I did like when we did Bill and Ted. I did a little research on that one. Uh, like, nothing well, that's story not as like yeah. you're worried about. Like if you'd done any research, you probably would have had the Mechagodzilla thing ruined for you. Exactly. I That's why I was trying like, to avoid it. Yeah, I feel like I have I've kept a good job like keeping away from it. I'm thinking maybe if I did research, I would definitely would have more also. Yeah, I mean like I I do know um No, I don't know. I thought I did. I, I forgot <laughs> what the the opening box office. I looked up the box office opening uh, of this. Um, because I was, I thought it was interesting. I forgot the number already because I thought it was interesting because it is on HBO Max, which is where we watch it, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Opening because you know, they did the, the the dual opening, which I thought was a really interesting concept. Um, where they're putting it in theaters and online. I just the, you know the opening you know who doesn't think it's an interesting concept? AMC. You? Christopher Nolan. No, he's just been pretty outspoken oh, really? about. Oh, okay. What a bad it move, has Warner Brothers. A hundred and sixty-one million dollars worldwide. Okay. Is that That's as bad. of March thirty first? How much did it cost to make? And then also that leads to me another question: Is maybe there was less character stuff because of COVID? Like, was it maybe they were limited no, they on filming it people together? In twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They filmed it in twenty nineteen in Hawaii and Australia, and the release was pushed back. Do actually, it was like, yeah, 
They started principal photography on actually in 2018. Wow. But it makes sense pushback because of COVID. So it's not like. Um, and as of April 2nd, according to Wikipedia, it says that it has grossed 27.9 mil in the U.S. and Canada. Wow. That's uh, not a lot. And 133.8 million in other territories. So, and people are going to theaters? Because I thought. Yeah. yeah. Theaters are open. They're, the theaters are like, at least the ones near us, they're like, they block off like yeah, every, rows, every three. Right? Yeah, like yeah, it's a chair yeah, and then three, to, yeah. and a chair and then three. So, so for a but film, you still scoot, you still brush the legs of the people well, you, you're walking still on by, an airplane, right? you're still breathing the same air on an airplane and a train. I mean, so you, don't you, fart on them when you're going to I your mean, seat. Just, I guess you just don't leave your house. I mean, some people do. I mean, it's just, I'm not, you know, I'm not defending it. It's just, it is what it is, unfortunately. Oh no! Last week. Last week, because of stimulus checks, and I was working in a retail place that I should not have been working in, I checked out 200 people, and 76 of them had returns, shit they had brought to their house, put on themselves, on their bodies. Did you appreciate that you're checking them out? Yeah, it was disgusting. Like, I had to quit there. Infidelity. So, for a film that is. Obviously, I, this feels like like a sock, like a summer blockbuster kind of release. I agree. You know what I mean? Would it have been more successful and maybe more impactful if they had waited until next year, next summer? Probably, but I don't. I think they they couldn't sell the money. I think it's probably what the problem was. Oh. Also, uh, those numbers sounded good. Are we saying those are bad? How, well, how much gross? Twenty nine. So I mean, they only made twenty nine million local, like above what they spent here. Oh, I thought you said they made over a hundred million Did worldwide. Yes, worldwide. And do we know how much it cost to make? I I don't know. It seems like a well, lot. Well, that's the growth. That's the that's the that's the profit so far right on now. top of what they made of what they okay. used. Yeah, but yeah, you, but when you when you talk about films though, you need to make at least double to really. Yeah, and I f- to really matter i feel like with a film that has just these absolutely like iconic characters this should have been maybe not like a blow away the budget was 200 million dollars yeah but it's it's one of those movies that's not meant to really make money in the u.s kind of like the transformers or pacific rim you know or pacific rim also made no money locally or domestically this movie would have been better with those D boxes. Oh yeah. Well, we can watch oh. it again. I can check your chair for you. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Pacific Rim with those. Yes, we did. That was awesome. With what? The D. You, was it good? The D box seats where they move and shake and stuff like that. <gasps> oh. oh. Yeah. We saw that would have made oh. me like. They made yeah. Pacific Rim a lot better. Computer going silent and then just feeling the vibrations when the kid is hearing nothing. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been very cool. This, I, you know, I, I, I disagree with all, all of you guys so far. Spring, that... If they do the 4D, can you imagine when they're on the ocean? Yeah. That would have been fun. This, this definitely wind. is a theater movie. This definitely needs to be watched which, in the theater. Which actually goes back to something Rob and I were talking about earlier this week, was that this COVID gives theaters a chance to really customize the theater-going experience and move away from like the mass blockbuster model and move more towards like an Alamo draft house or like an independent film where they really tailor 
and and make it an elite experience. Yeah, more for the, the experience theaters. as opposed to just putting people in seats yeah. for a movie. Yeah. Okay, I have an idea, you two. This is gonna be completely insane, but I feel like it's gonna work. Insane so, makes me money. And okay, it, insane. Crazy ideas. So, like, oh yeah. For the movie, the line. Sorry. You guys, come pay me fifty bucks. I will drive down there with a really cold spray bottle. Sit in your seats. Close all the lights. Watch the movie. I will shake the shit out of your seats and spray you down with cold water during the appropriate parts. Like an action concierge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could probably pay someone that doesn't have to drive four hours to get there. I could just there. put the dog behind Shut me and let her drool on me. me. You know, I, come from, I come from live entertainment. I did 20 years of it. This is I, my... I know, is it $50 but Canadian? $50 isn't worth the eight is it, hours is it, on the road. Is Canadian, so, like, this is their ears behind them. When Godzilla pops up, it'll be great. So I'll pay you fifty dollars not to do that. I still <laughs> get chills every time I hear that Godzilla roar. That's like the unique sound of. Oh, I do it with the predator noise. I. <laughs> I like those noises too. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Wait, wait, Heather. Can we hear a feature recorded of you doing the predator noise? <laughs> we have a friend that we used to work with at the retail shopping network. Who would do that on a headset? And he was really good at He's doing really it. He's really good at the it. Ticking? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. The, the clicking noise at the printer makes. The smart tax noise. Yeah, he, he could do it really well. Um, Don't run. So, we are your friends. So I have... So I have... The other thing that I don't like about this movie, and I'm not going to do a list like oh. Stephanie did, okay. but there's, there's a list of things that happen during this movie of... Just absolute ruined suspension of disbelief. Like just like like throughout like I you know, I keep wanting to be like, whatever, it's a monster movie, let's keep moving forward. But they kept just breaking my ability to ignore things. And one of the biggest ones was every time a Titan goes to Middle Earth to the Sauron ring that Stephanie reference oh yeah yeah yeah, but hold on hold on let me finish every time you go to middle earth you put your life in jeopardy by falling to your death almost like kong wasn't prepared for that he's lucky he grabbed a mountain it was unbelievable that he fell for miles and that was the thing that least injured him out of all the shit and (laughs) So like like I just That's like home. for three movies they've been talking about this hollow earth feature and the one fucking thing that they could find is like well we have to make it like something impossible that the humans couldn't have done but at the same time we're going to show that we are using these tunnels to get from Florida to Hong Kong in a matter of moments but we just don't know the right tunnel so, to the middle like so, like so there's a ton of shit that just bothered me about the whole okay, we finally get Middle Earth, but it just it just fell apart for me. But you know who does know those tunnel systems? King Kong that's no, never been there. No, that the dad, Madison's dad, because he shows up in Hong Kong from Pensacola in about an hour. <laughs> he he's got the shield helicopter. He knows how to get through the tunnels. 
I guess so. He just appears on the fucking street in the middle of Hong Kong. Just so happens to be right where she's at, by the way. In a <laughs> in a city of how many millions? I was going that was that's I'm on sorry? my list of things I wasn't I, gonna I say. Get she's like one of the three white people in the city of Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> To Kyle Chandler's credit, I feel like he was like, I have better things to do, and I know I'm under contract. Yeah, he is. Where is he? He's under Lance Riddick. Mark Russell. Mark Russell. Oh, there he goes. He was like, I have, I'm under contract, but I have better things to do. So if we could just make my part as short as inconsequential, he's like, I just need one day of filming. I'll. Hug, I'll fight with my daughter in the beginning, and then I'll hug her at the end, and then just leave me the shit out of this. It absolutely could have been one day because that tent could have been anywhere, yeah. and the CG wall He's where they the just outfit, hug. So. Like, here's the other thing. That okay, so that was the end of the. That was on the end of my list of like, oh, good in a city full of millions who are currently panicking. Yep. And she running. found her dad, yeah. but also the very first time you see him was the very first text I sent to Stephanie on a list of like, what the fuck is happening? He's the guy who equates the Titans to animals, uses his animal background as a lead scientist to dis- work with his wife to discover how to communicate with Titans. He should be a fucking expert, but they use him as the sounding board to literally like hey, a protagonist needs something and someone has to be against her. They use the one person who should have believed his daughter to be the one person getting in the way. If he was the one all for the behavioral patterns to begin with, and this time he's like, fuck patterns. Yeah, he should have been like, sometimes people change. And by people, I mean, (laughs) Stephanie had a good point. It was me, because now I'm not going (laughs) to follow anything my character did in the last one. Remember who wrote this? Right? Are we really surprised <laughs> that some asshats who wrote shit films to begin with? What else did they write? But he was good last time. They 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 well, used him when they need him, last and time. then but this time no. Oh God! I actually I want just to see the script, like the original draft of this, and like just see all like the X Men names scrape, like scribbled out. Like Magneto says this, and like oh no no no, no. we'll retell this to be a King Kong movie. I have to tell you too. I thought the. The black conspiracy guy had a lot of funny lines that just got stomped on by yeah. Millie Bobby Brown stomping, like literally stomping around. I thought her I did not hate her. Did you? <laughs> I didn't hate her either, but I also, I, I it's just the writing. Uh, I don't, I don't think she was as offensive. But again, like like you said though, Heather, that like he did have some funny like things to kind of split up and loosen the mood and were intelligent. And I don't think they were as featured as, as they could have been. Yeah. They just, well, they made him like uh, Sam Jackson in the Jurassic park movies. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Sam Jackson was still more memorable though. I'm going to forget. Th- I'm going to forget that guy. And also if Millie Bobby Brown could spill a soda Mo-bo-bo. and drive a car, that the fat kid from Deadpool wouldn't need to be in this movie at all. Those are the two things he yeah. contributed. She also, uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny, she did not go to the Upside Down. Yeah, oh. she should have. Good the, point. Oh, she should have gone really to the Upside Down. She should have mentioned it. You know what? It. They should have had her there at the end. I mean, the the Peter Sar- the Alexander Skarsgård was there for no reason, even though it wasn't his... It's his Hollow Earth theory. He's the I one mean, who... it is his Hollow Earth thing, but like... He like he's now a Kong tamer. Like yeah. he's now part of like That's he should be he's off boning the Kong lady. 
Do you think? He, yeah. Oh, he yeah. He's been getting, off exploring the hollow world. He's got his bone axe, if you know what I'm saying, to yeah. her. So this is a question that Rob asked me while we were watching. Who built the Upside Down? Yeah, there you notice there's, like, architecture of, and like, shit there. There's, there's, like, gothic, like, revivalist well, architecture. assume it was Kong's ancestors? They had, also, there they, were trees, and where the fuck is the oxygen coming from? But, but there was gothic architecture, though. I get, like, architecture in general, like, arcs and things like that. But, I mean, there was, like, very specific, <laughs> like, archways I, that were I built. Mean, they can travel in and out of there, though. I don't know. Maybe they can just steal. I don't know. It's the same thing, like, when you go to fucking Singe, um, you know, when you're watching... Um, Singe? No yeah, one. the last movie since Congo. Oh, oh. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that wasn't built by the monkeys, gorilla. though. The Congo, the monkeys were the guardians. They were the, the temples were still built by people. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking that they... No, like, they're just the guardians of the, the mines. Okay, well, then, yeah. never mind. What about, like, Jungle Book, where it's, like, the monkey city? Like, you know what I'm saying? Again, They've had, like, the monkeys legendary just moved cities in. of monkeys. They, <laughs> it was still built by people. So you're saying... Well, then, what the Okay, maybe they had people servants. <laughs> I just, you know, I just, we were watching, I was just like, okay, this is really cool, except for the fact that this had to be built by somebody. <laughs> and then, no, you're 100% you know. correct. I did like the uh, like, Godzilla. The are too small for the giant monkey hand. I, I did like the Godzilla light show on the ground, though, when he put the axe in the ground. Yeah, that, that was, was kind of, oh, did you also that notice that the axe cool. was a Godzilla plate? It was like one of the back spines I of a Godzilla. Love his back plates. They were very attractively done. No, no, the the axe, Kong's axe. Yes, yeah, It was a back plate. No, it was one of uh, Godzilla's back spines. I did not realize that. That's why it, it was charging was, up. That's yeah. why I was taking the charge. It was like a trophy. Yeah, from a previous and Godzilla. That's also what, I, when he put it down. He was like, "All right, we're cool now." Yeah. Drop yeah. it. Discharges. Which, actually, that's kind of what I like, too, is that part of the original Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla or versus Kiryu is that Kiryu and Godzilla realize that they're both part of the same DNA. And so they both drop arms and don't really fight. And then Godzilla actually take the remnants of the Godzilla skeleton, the Kiryu, the Mechagodzilla, back to the ocean and swims away. And that's the last scene. So it's kind of cool that Kong puts down his Godzilla piece, and then Godzilla actually, one of the last scenes, just swims off into the ocean, almost the exact same camera angle and lighting as they did for when Godzilla swims away after fighting Kiryu and taking him back to the ocean. I'm going to recut this movie, and at the very, <laughs> at the very end, when Godzilla is swimming away, you're going to hear Kong go, Shane! <laughs> Shane! <laughs> Um, so you guys, you guys brought up the, I I realized of all the things I bitched about, there's one thing that That was bitch more about was, yeah, that was the absolute bitchiest thing. Um, do it. So I get that Kong charged his own scale. (laughs) Okay. I, I get that Kong charged his own scale as a kind of team up move for Kong. Here's. Two major issues. Kong then took both of his arms off, cut his torso, ripped his head off. It's just a flesh wound. Hold on. Where the fuck was Godzilla in that? That was the perfect moment to show them really being a team. Not just shooting a beam and charging up the axe so that King Kong could have 
five fucking moves in a row. Like, they needed to be like, all right, we're together and just like come at. I wanted to see that move that you, that I know it's in like a football comedy movie where one guy tackles another guy's legs while the, the other guy's bottom. coming from the other direction and hits him at the top. You go high, I'll go low. Yes. Yes. Like, it be a full on combo move because the way that they filmed the one thing they did together made so much less sense because because Godzilla could have just zapped him, the other Godzilla, in the back of the head. Like, there was no, like, I'm going to charge up your axe so you do all this. Like, the same exact amount of energy that just literally in moments burrowed to Middle Earth could have just hit the Godzilla in the back and been a great move. Like, I, I just don't... It just felt... Dumb. I was actually kind of hoping for like a um, a fastball special situation. That would have been great. Yes, I think that's what Angela was trying to say. Is something similar or like anything that was an actual combo move besides sh shooting your death ray past your target. Like you, like, like, fuck. <laughs> Or, like, they literally could have been playing Wonder Boy in the background. They could have been like, you take the high road, I'll take the low. And then they destroy him. Yes. <laughs> like, like, if you, if Godzilla, I mean, if King Kong had been anywhere else so that the angle wasn't at least shooting past your target to hit the axe, like, or if God, ugh. Yes. Uh, we've established that writers are bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you though. I agree. That's I was 100 just... animators. That's directors and producers. That's a ton of people looking at this one moment and going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this will really piss okay. off those nerds. I also think one of the biggest, um, the biggest misses or the biggest offenses is the omission of the Blue Oyster Cult song, Godzilla. <laughs> I think it should be. <gasps> In every Godzilla film. Where the fuck is Go Go Godzilla? Go Go Godzilla. I was waiting for that because they were playing so many throwback songs. I was actually expecting and waiting for it. Because they didn't play anything new except for the, its soundtrack. And even then they did throwbacks to the original Godzilla theme. Yeah. By the way, which was great because they made it with like deeper tubas and with mechanical sounds, which was terrific and beautiful. But... Where the fuck was Go Go Godzilla? This Heather, sh that should Heather have been playing when the night. when the kid pulled up in the van to prove that he's cool. Right. This I film. This I film mean, could have had a very Judas good Priest soundtrack. Good. Judas Priest was good though. I, I. But not for that kid. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's my uh, older brother's soundtrack. Like, let's meet the older brother then. Right. He sounds more interesting. <laughs> right. You don't even hack the computer at the end, which also I was glad didn't happen. I was like, Jesus Christ. So the exact right person's here. But... Yeah, actually, I actually kind of appreciate that, too. He just pours this, the liquor down the, the thing to shut off the machine. But, I mean, like, he could have just turned it off at that point. Like, I don't know. But understand. you know what the liquor thing it. felt like to me? Do you know it? Remember in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang when they make that sarcastic joke about foreshadowing where he's like, yeah. oh, oh, so the, the daughter... <laughs> works in the factory up on the hill. I wonder if that's going to play later yeah. <laughs> or whatever the reference is. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, the, the, the novels or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Every time you say liquor, all I can think of is the creepy creatures from the Miliovich video game movie. 
Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, the liquors. Isn't that what they're called? See, and I think of the, the joke, the inappropriate joke that Denzel Washington says to Ethan Hawke in um, uh, Training Day. I don't remember. Does she have her liquor license? Oh. Uh, oh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that there's a punchline that's ketchup and liquor, but I don't remember what the joke is. <laughs> Um, that sounds gross. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's guarantee. Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> I think, based on how much we've talked about this, very bad film, this was really good. <laughs> right? We had fun. We're it enjoying was, ourselves with each other. It's a fun movie. It's not I really great. wish you'd rephrase that. It was pretty. She said we're enjoying ourselves oh. with each other. It's not a great film, but it's fun. I'll watch it again yeah. if it's on television. I may watch yeah, it when it's well, it on television. Not... I mean, well, we will watch this again while we're eating dinner one yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. And I will be shaking your chairs and spraying you down for 50 bucks. It's going to be great. Oh, uh, college. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm That's what Stephanie means by enjoying yourselves together. It's <laughs> her 4D experience. Spraying it down. Um, oh, 100%. 4D. We're doing this shit. Yeah, but Stephanie, what do you do when Rob switches to the Rule 34 Godzilla remake? No. <laughs> no. Why am I hearing this? Stop it. Um, <laughs> hey, wait. I found the joke. Answer these two questions with ketchup and liquor. <laughs> what is it? What did you have for breakfast? Yeah. Ketchup and you liquor. Hey, guys. You answer the questions with ketchup and liquor. What did ketchup you eat? Ketchup and liquor. It? And what do you do every time you see an old lady? You punch her. Oh, 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 no. I have a different joke. Sorry. Yeah, ketchup and liquor. That's <laughs> disgusting. That's 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 terrible. That's terrible. That's just terrible. I wanted to make sure that we all knew what Angelo. Was oh, I appreciate it. I, you know, <laughs> looking up. I just terrible. the punchline is stuck. Like I haven't heard that joke since I was a kid, but the punchline stuck in my brain. So thanks, I guess. So the next script you write. <laughs> yeah, no problem. The next script you write, you need to put that in there. <laughs> you need to put that in your next script, Angelo. Well, as a person that's not been in any film industry at all, me and Heather, um, but I'm a super nerdy person in any live entertainment, I'm really grateful that you guys let me on here because I don't, you know, I don't make films. I mean, technically, I don't either. Hey, technically, <laughs> I haven't in a long time. Digital media, none of that stuff. My students um, did get a finalist, though, recently. I yeah, we got our, the uh, national competition. So awesome. yeah, props to them if they're listening. They know I better have gotten a liner note, by the way. <laughs> you were on there. You were one of those special thanks. Okay, yeah, good. Yep, I made sure. <laughs> you were the well, thing that kept him saying. If, you, were, if you don't make day. sure, none of the kids ever put my name in it. I know. What'd she do? Oh, she just stood around, made sure yeah. we worked. You know. Teacher stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she's already getting paid. It's fine. I don't think I ever did a special thanks to a teacher because for the most part, they were always highly in opposition of whatever I was doing. <laughs> See, and I'm not that teacher. I am, like, supportive all the way. And the only time that I'm not is when they write shit and I tell them, explain to me how this is going to work because it's shit. Uh... 
and then they do this. I don't get to talk about content to my students other unless it's breaking school rules. I I, I was just about to say I, like wine bottles or champagne bottles. No champagne, no violence, no nudity, no excessive cursing, and nothing that could put the crew or talent in danger. That's the only thing I'm allowed to. I'm not allowed to comment. But so like, I, yeah. But I, like, if a kid writes a scene where like all of a sudden you know the protagonist pulls out a machete and beheads everybody, which was actually a legit thing that one of my students put in their script. I was like, why are you doing this? Well, I want that guy to die. Well, does this make any sense? Well, well it, did, it would look really cool. Well, does it make any sense? Were they in a machete store? <laughs> you know what? It would have been better if they were in the machete store, but alas, they were not. They were sitting on a log having a conversation. Uh, yeah. I have a machete under my bed. The very first <laughs> thing that I saw from your school was one of your children, like literal children, who had mm. written a Vietnam film. <laughs> oh, my oh my shit! God. And I was like, you know who that was? Why? What? What do you know about Vietnam? Why did it have to be Vietnam? Why don't you use lighting? Yeah. Where are your lights? That, you know what that was? That was the first. Just like me- That was the first media night that we went to when I first got hired. That's where we saw that in the ICI. I still want to redo Rob's, what is it, like Christian Girl with a Bad Boy film. What? That was mine, and we can't talk about it on recording. It's fine, but we're still going to do it. I was never a Christian girl. <laughs> he was a skater boy. <laughs> yeah, for like a week. <laughs> with their red hair. I miss that. That was kind of cool. <laughs> now you can't be it's a skater boy because our dog is terrified of skateboards. That's true. Okay, I we might have nightmares thinking about you as a Christian girl with orange red hair <laughs> on a skateboard. It was, it was so girl. red that it looked plastic, <laughs> <laughs> and I gelled it up. You would a depth seven, baby, super hole. He looked. Like... It looked like if you were. Was it the Barbie world where they had fake hair <laughs> or, on uh, the male Prim- models? Primus. <laughs> Their hair. Oh, I was thinking of, what's his name from Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic. Knuckles. Sonic. Knuckles is the red one. The yes, Hedgehog. Knuckles. Yes, it was that red. <laughs> it shouldn't have, yeah, yeah. It was, you could have very easily been in, like, Spice World. Oh, yeah. I should have been. No, it would have been cool if you made it, like, the flock of seagulls hair style, though. <laughs> Now, this was just gelled up. This was like, it was a... Uh... No, I understand, but yeah. Flock of Seagulls. No, if it was Flock of Seagulls, his hair by itself could have punched their walls like the Kool-Aid Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... Oh, no Kool-Aid Man. You go out the door. It was as red as your angry, angry soul. Yeah. Side. A lot of, of angst so, in that hair. what movie are we going to do next? You got to do your foreshadowing for your... Oh. I, you know, I, so I was actually sitting Let's here the other day. Phantom Thread. What's that? What? Phantom Thread. What's that? That sounds like something I'm going to hate. I actually <laughs> very much want to get back Daniel to like. Lewis in his last film ever. Oh, I'll watch Is that. he dead? Uh, no, but he retired right after he finished yeah. filming. Hasn't he retired like four times? No. Um, <laughs> he might have taken hiatus because he was doing his method acting thing Angelo but he did not retire like four okay. times okay um, <laughs> All right. no, but it, 
pitch this to me. Why does this? Why does this deserve to be on our film school okay. podcast? So it's P.T. Anderson, who I have a serious like nerd he crush it, on in reference to directing. Okay. <laughs> it auto filled how many times has Daniel Day Lewis retired? <laughs> wow. Oh, sorry, okay. keep going. Keep going. Anyway. I hear so, so the movie is about a um, a fashion designer who finds a muse and basically is making the ultimate um, piece for her, and in turn realizes a great deal about himself when putting together his most latest line. And it is like the, to me, it's the epitome of life imitating art that's art imitating life, especially when it comes to Daniel Day-Lewis. Interesting. Um, and I have to uh, say, I, I didn't want to see it when I went to see it. And I've, I have since, it's since grown on me several times since I've watched it. And, and I think, I think it's worth watching since we're talking about movies in the way that we are and, and all that kind of stuff because of the way that it is so reflective. Interesting. But he also, just... I just looked him up. He wrote the books for Magnolia, Punch Drunk Love. P.T. Anderson? Uh-huh. Boogie Nights. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He's also so... married to Maya Rudolph. Oh, and he yeah. directs a lot of Fiona Apple videos. So let's do it because well, I love her. So Carrie has already convinced me because I'm a designer and I've been doing it professionally for 17 years, but I did start actually making costumes back in 96. So oh, cool. now it has piqued my interest. I actually like the synopsis, 1950s London. I'm yeah. down for that. You the are, period piece. You I like period piece. Very I, into, uh, um, I, I like P.T. Anderson and I like Daniel Day-Lewis, so I totally would be down for watching it. After that, we have to do Black Widow. What I know. Uh-uh. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, I'm a Black Widow cosplayer, and I've read her comics forever, so I, I have an attachment. We, we can watch it without it being on the podcast. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll cool. see it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Down. No, you're not allowed. Also, on the podcast, I, you can't watch it. I want to see Monster Hunter, but that that also could be separate. But if I if I rent it, because I ha I think I have to rent it to see it, then you guys could What's watch it if you wanted. What's I do one? part Meliovich. Which one's Monster Hunter? It's her newest movie by the other P.T. Anderson. And apparently it's like the best monster shape she's ever been in her life was training for this. And then she got like pregnant and had a baby since then. Monster. Babies ruin things. Um. <laughs> Carrie, what? And I, I think that you know how I feel about the other Anderson, Wes Anderson. Yeah. I don't. I kind of want to watch a Wes Anderson film with you, and I kind of very much also don't. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I mean, I'm not as much a Wes. Anderson, more of an East fan. Anderson. You're you're not a Westhead. No, um, I will say that the Grand Budapest Hotel was one of my favorites of that year. What's the one um, with the lady that I hate who shoves eggs in her hoo ha? What? I'm sorry, what? Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. 
Oh! Oh, yeah. Well, Jenny was in that for, like, a hot second. But, um... That's Iron Man, by yeah, the way. Yeah, so I liked, I liked, um... <laughs> Iron. Budapest Hotel, and I also really liked Moonrise Kingdom, but other than that, I don't really care for his stuff. Who, was he, did he do Dives Out? No. Who did Knives Out? No, he did Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums. The guy did Brick. Yeah, I'm getting Royal Tenenbaums in that one. confused. It's a stupid family. I enjoyed Knives Out. I did, too. I I just got that confused with Royal Tenenbaums. Making, like, two more of them. I know. I just, yeah, they just did a two-more sequel deal. What? Yeah. How do you make a sequel to that movie? Did you say you guys would do an Anderson versus Anderson double feature? (sighs) I love that idea. I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter is not going to stack up to uh, Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, there might I one's one's a Capcom product. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you can have like you can blend the two. You can have, if like... Monster Hunter is good, then it could have entertainment value over yeah. drama quality. But I'm you know it's I'm got sure Tony Jaa in it is not going to be good. It's got Ron Perlman in it. Okay, it's Tony Shaw is... He's a hack. Iconic. Tony yeah, he's iconic because he killed somebody. He wasn't allowed in the States for years. Wait, what? He's a Ooh, Muay Thai what? fighter. Oh. Yeah. Who? He, he's an, Wait, he's an, he's I didn't know about the not being allowed in the States, but I did yeah. know about two times on set he's hurt someone so bad they had he's, to stop yeah, shooting. He was, he was, he was not, I don't know if it was the States. Maybe I may be wrong, but oh. I, I heard that oh, he was not allowed somewhere. Oh, and it's got T.I. T.I. just got kicked off of... um. T.I. just got kicked off of the Ant-Man film for allegations <laughs> so dangerous of, people are in this movie. Well, That's for allegations of diddling with little kids. Oh, shit. Gross. Oh, Gross. God. So he's... Fuck. Is he, like, friends with Matt Gates? What is happening? No. I think he's huh. more like a Brian Singer. They're, like, seven, 16, 17, I think. So not, like... Ugh. Oh. Okay. Not well, Brian Singer's the super of, young... Uh, Ugh. I Wait, can't why talk do we have to categorize before? different oh. levels of this? You know what we so, should watch? We should watch the Britney Spears the documentary. Pensacola? We're all in Florida. Fuck Pensacola. I, Can we I'm, all agree on that? I have no problem with Pensacola. It's fine. No, why would they pick... No, seriously, it's not fun. Like, it's why fine. can't they just be like Tampa or like... But they picked Pensacola because that's where they had all the land to put the stupid Apex place. Also, I mean, I guess it's also near the Navy base up there. Or yeah, the it's probably base. one of the only smart things that they put in the the script that made like sense, like logical sense. Except yeah, the fact that the girl just long. happens that's to live in Pensacola. <laughs> we saw the Apex thing, and then that little girl just happens to also live in Pensacola. Actually, funny you say that. Yeah, that was super coincidence. <laughs> the Fort Walton base is the only base in the entire country that flies some of the same planes that they fly in Japan. Well, I mean, the Delta flies in Japan. No, no, I mean, <laughs> the, actual, like, the actual, like, Air Force planes. They have a specific line of planes can, that only fly either in Japan or in there. So maybe that's, I don't know. Can I Could say be- the one th- weird thing I thought about any of this taking place in Florida was, A, Godzilla would have been, like, visible... Yeah. Like it's the water's right? not deep. Like Godzilla would have had to like get out of the water and like done quite a walk. Like, That's true. Everyone would have seen him. And he then the other factor is they have those tunnels underground through what the limestone. Like it just feels no. like the most unsafe 
state you could have put a tunnel yeah. in. That's true. Yeah, also, limestone yeah, crust would have collapsed on top of him. I knew it wasn't Pensacola because they showed a shot of the restaurant and no one was in shorts. Yeah. Like they were all like dressed <laughs> up to go out to There's eat. There's too many people wearing like, too many clothes. No. <laughs> Yeah, that was probably one of their Australia shoots, and they're like, "Let's call it Florida. Fuck it, whatever." Yeah. Like, Aus- like Australia yeah. wouldn't have been a cool enough place to shoot it. Yeah, right. No, it's not. It's not uh, edgy enough. <laughs> so Pensacola. it's like Australian winter. Hey, we drove. We Heather and I got stuck in Pensacola during. Was it Gay Pride Week? Yeah. <laughs> we had stuck in Pensacola for about eight hours one time. Actually, we. Oh my god. It's eight oh. hours away too. It's so far. Last time. I've gone to Pensacon twice up there and it's been just an insane drive. I can't imagine being stuck there for eight hours and then driving back. Yeah, we were was, we were doing something. We were on vacation up in the Panhandle. But we got stuck because we were yeah. in the middle of a gay pride. Yeah, we didn't realize it was happening and we were driving through Pensacola Beach and then we were suddenly not driving and anymore. And you got so honked. <laughs> We were stopped for hours in then, Pensacola Beach, main drag. And then yesterday we were driving through farms. Yeah. Welcome to Florida, everybody. Beaches, yeah. farms. You couldn't drive around the farms? Hmm? No. Oh, yes. No, no. Yes, she, yes. she said driving through farms. Oh, we, yeah, no, we literally drove through a farm. Yeah, we literally uh, drove through a farm. I forgot farm. about that. We actually, because uh, I have my new truck uh, that's got four-wheel drive. And, How do you uh, like it? It's fun. It's uh, We oh. actually we, we were driving back from Lake Okeechobee. And we went down this road. We we're like, oh, scenic, like, oh, like scenic route. And I was like, okay, we'll go down here. And there was like a uh, a turnoff, and it turned off, and then the road disappeared, and it turned into like a gravel road. So I switched the four wheel drive into gravel, and so we drove back a bit, and then we got to a crossroads, uh, which was just a trail essentially. But and we were following the map the whole time. Yeah, the map actually was telling us the GPS was telling us go this way, and then uh, we turned left instead of turning right, and then we ended up in the Everglades in a well, not Everglades, uh, Okeechobee in a sugar farm, <laughs> driving Hi. driving on the tractor ruts, and I had it in four wheel drive for that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Did you uh, pick up some sugar while you were there? No, it was. It's not all grown yet. It's all like little stuff. It was little shoots. Yeah, but the, the, the my truck's all muddy now. I have to get a wash now, but it's it's uh, it's been officially broken in with the four wheel drive. Florida style. Yeah, it was fun. The air conditioning was on. Awesome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was really fun. Sunroof open. It was awesome. <laughs> nice. Good style. Nice. Uh, so fun. I'm done talking about my truck. I guess we're done here with this, this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we did. We did it. <laughs> so Robbie, as the person who is the most excited about this film. What's your takeaway? I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, there's a lot of problems with it. Uh, I knew that going in, though. Did I, it live up to what you wanted it to be? Yeah, it, it, it literally it, it delivered on what it promised. Absolutely. There you go. As Absolutely. long as you're happy, I'm it happy. It was like Pacific love. Rim. It just said, hey, we're going to have robots fighting monsters. I mean, there, there's this movie could have had no dialogue in it whatsoever, and I still be happy. Just happy. Probably happier, <laughs> uh, to be honest. But yeah, yeah I enjoyed just it. Just cut out the humans. Yeah. Well, actually, we should do a recount of this and just cut out all the crap that's not monsters fighting and just take, out, <laughs> take out all the talking what's like no dialogue whatsoever but design language yeah so. yeah they, 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 i want to re- i want to replace everything that gia says with amy good gorilla <laughs> oh my god we should just cut it back and forth congo was written by a very famous playwright michael named- crichton 
No, it's, yeah. a, it's a Michael Crichton book, but it was written by John. The screenplay was written by John Patrick Shanley, mm. who's a very famous Irish playwright who then <laughs> sued to take his name off of that film and they wouldn't let him. <laughs> oh. oh. What about Sphere? Fucking whoever did a Sphere film, just fuck that book over because it was an amazing book. Michael Crichton was a good writer. Thank yeah. Thank you very much. R.I.P. Yeah. Pour one out <laughs> for the homies. Mm-hmm. And, and for DMX. He's not dead yet. I know. Send him thoughts and prayers and don't do <laughs> drugs. And sandwiches. Like, seriously, kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> drugs oh. are bad. Well, we're talking like that you earlier. said tots and bears. Thoughts are sending send tater tots and, tots and bears. bears. Gummy bears. Tater tots and gummy bears. Which is probably more effective than thoughts and prayers. <laughs> uh, we're not going to that rabbit hole either. <laughs> but yeah, as, you think as a 50 year old rapper who's seen all of his friends around him die, <laughs> he would probably stay off the cocaine. Yeah. But, you know, I digress. I digest. Is this some news I didn't hear? Is DMX, yeah. DMX, DMX Yeah, he's in the hospital right now. He's in, like, intensive care. Yeah, he's in critical care, and they don't know, based on his very low brain activity, if he's going to pull through. But that was Shit. before he was in the hospital. What? <laughs> that's little John. No, that's a bad impersonation of DMX. No, DMX was the barking oh, guy. I, know, I was trying to do a barky what, and it didn't work. Where my dog's at? Give that Ooh. right here, Robbie. <laughs> but I was sleeping. Oh my god, that's like our late '90s growing up. Like that's what are we gonna do with that DMX? When did you guys get radio in Canada? The same thing I do every day. Wait, when did we get radio? What's that? Letter K says what? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, where we were at, I mean, we had French radio, obviously. Quebec. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then we did get a few stations that came in really scratchy from Vermont. Same thing with TV. We didn't know what they were saying, like Paul Abdul and Michael Jackson were on all the time. But I when I was a kid, like Beach Boys were still really huge in Canada. So even though they were from like the 50s and 60s, they still played on like the popular radio. So I literally 50s. had like tons of Beach Boys. I would. Um, record off uh, on my little tapes and run around with my little boombox pretending I was hot shit. Listen to Beach Boys because I thought they were like popular and cool when they had not been around for a while. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Literally well, I had think... a full tape, two sides full of Beach hey, Boys. I enjoy the Beach Boys. Radio. Who doesn't like the Beach Boys? Little Deuce Coop. <laughs> you, know, you don't know what I got. Um. <laughs> Uh, any last thoughts, Heather? I, I've got my last thoughts in there. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Famous words. It is. Thank you, Heather. It I, is. I would say that I like. I sometimes like. I like action movies and I like big adventure stuff. So you know, if I got a chance to see this in the movie theaters, I totally give it another chance. Yeah. I. I may whip out the projector, Ooh. and then actually project this, and then uh. Maybe put, get the speakers out. I feel like if we watch this again, like while we're watching dinner, we'll fast forward through some of the dialogue, but also yeah. rewind and rewatch some of the action. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you could do a thing called uh, like some part of your YouTube channel that's like uh, skip the boring shit and that you just like edit famous <laughs> films where you can skip the shit you don't need. Nice. So and... all of 2001. Yeah. So not the monster movie you wanted, but the monster movie you needed. The, the monster movie we deserved. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. Ooh, I like the entitlement, Heather. What's that, Carrie? You, what I, said, I heard you. I heard what you said about two thousand one. I'm at the year two thousand one. The space yeah, odyssey. Yeah. I'm sure you meant. I've never seen that film. Oh, you guys will love it. I don't think so. Is it an underwater movie? Yes. Have I seen No, it's a space movie. How? Oh, God. All right. You know what? No, but is there a part where they're underwater? No, nobody's underwater. What movie are we talking about? Because I thought I heard Face Off. 2001 Space Odyssey. No, I've seen oh, okay, Face yeah, Off. I won't be here for that one. Yeah, Face Off is also not underwater. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did Wait, James, we is watch that Face a James Off? Cameron film? James Cameron, it was not in Face Off. No, 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Also not a James Cameron movie. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Oh. I'm yeah, loving okay. all of this. What, what am I thinking what about? What if Stanley... Are you thinking about Had a kid game himself <laughs> Rubik's. No, I don't think so. That's a what Disney ride. And Stanley Kubrick. No, what if Stanley, what if Stanley Kubrick had a kid named him Rubik's? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ultimate Easter egg. That would be Make amazing. It's like Army Hammer. Ugh. Arm and Hammer. Let's not. Well, he's like the like 12th Army Hammer. Armand Hammer. Armand. Not Armand. Armand. It's Armand. No. Is it because they keep eating each Hammer. other? Is that why they name themselves the same thing? No, let's let's evolve it. Let's make it so sophisticated, like Armando Hamore. Like a Pokemon. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or Alohomora. It's now a but it's a Harry Potter spell. Was was the generic villain that owned Apex, which by the way was a, also a giveaway to Mechagodzilla? Was, yeah, right. Was. Wasn't he in Weeds? Does anyone else remember what he's been I, in? Like, I feel like he was one of the Mexican cartel lords that she falls in love with in Weeds. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert. I never really I, watched the whole <laughs> series. I, only watched, I, I stopped like, season two. I watched the whole thing. I used to joke with my semi regretted. I used to joke with my buddy because we both lived in the wow. same apartment complex, and he lived in like the the front of the apartment complex where like they had the newer apartments, and I was in the back where like the old shitty ones were still there, like they hadn't like renovated all the way through yet. So we used to joke that he lived in Agrestic and I lived in Philly. Mm. <laughs> Little boxes in the hilltops. Little box. Maybe you guys remember this cute. song? Oh, <laughs> Yes. No, no, keep singing. Let's just do that for the rest of the video. That's not. He was in the Hateful Eight. Oh, he was good in that. He is the both him and um the lady that everyone hated in this film, the daughter, his daughter. They're both Mexican telenovela uh, actors. Interesting. Maria. He is a good actor. The, the, the they should have. If you bother to get like these good actors on your set, people have proven that they're not just there to help you sell extra tickets. Like, give them something to do. I mean, I felt like he really, really played it just like the original Khan played by, you know what I'm saying? In the Star Trek original series. Yes, it's played by Montalban, by Ricardo Montalban. He was in Weeds. I feel like the character in this film, though, is very, very con-ish. He was in like uh, it's kind of dramatic that way. He had he had similar lines. Telemundo. Delivery. 
lunes y martes. Uh, can we also día. talk about how weird it is that that a giant monster gains sentience, takes control of its own destiny, and makes and this then movie. Picks out one dude in a window that should look like an ant to him, and just say "fuck you" to this one dude that they've never seen interact. Like they could have had a cool scene where he actually interacted with this thing earlier. But they've never interacted. And no, also, don't. the guy was standing five feet from the computer that was going to somehow mess up the control he had anyways, which, by the way, not super clear on how that works, but it doesn't matter. But but if that Mechagodzilla had swiped like a couple feet further, it would have just done the job that, that we had to follow the characters we didn't care about for. So I have an answer for you. It's a two-part answer. First, um, the skull and the two skulls that were used, one was the control unit and one was in Mechagodzilla, were from Ghidira, or from Ghidra, King Ghidira, or whatever it's called. Um, we don't know what the third one is, but remember they were psychic, so I'm assuming there's some kind of psychic thing where it knew who that was. Right, I'm just gonna just I'm gonna put that out there and pretend. But like it that's... only interacted with the Asian guy. It, like, yeah, but you never psychic, saw though. the. But that you know of, like who knows? He, the guy could have been. I mean, the other guy was part of building it. He was part that of I know of is the most important. No, I understand, part. but he could have been, he could have <laughs> snuck in there after hours and and like licked it or something. I don't know. You have and, to um, assume. <laughs> and the second part is Mechagodzilla uh, has terrible uh, death perception. Okay. But, <laughs> oh, just imagine if, if Mechagodzilla had gained sentience and swiped that guy, but like three feet further and hit his own satellite computer and then just been like, fuck, I can't move. Or just took and out everybody in the room the and they, they couldn't take him out later. Also, have like, that's another thing is like, have you ever seen like a power grid work really super great like that? Like where you could blow up half a room and have it not affect the computer in the room? Well, it's because the computer was the All end of the room. Time. It was plugged on the other outlet. Yeah, it's, it's it was the other circuit. <laughs> also, it's in, the computer shutting it off didn't do anything but turn off his tail. Like, yeah, it was really confusing. <laughs> That's what I meant by, like, I didn't understand. <laughs> that was the tail control. It's like on Star Trek, they have the different stations for the different ops. That was just tail control. Tail well, the other thing, too, is that... It is head number one and number three, and the number one head is Ichi, which is the right head, and then Ni apparently is the center head, which stayed living, and San, which is, means three in Japanese, but typically everybody calls that one Kevin as a joke because it's never paying attention, so I feel like maybe Kevin is the one that we saw that made the destruction of the guy because it was just being like not paying attention. So where's the other skull, though? Yeah, that's, John, 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 that's the that's next the third head. When they make Space Mecha Godzilla. They do have a Space Godzilla, which is an epic, and it's humongous, and I'm kind of excited if they do something like that, but never mind. Space Godzilla is going to meet up with Jason and Freddy. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, fuck, who's the other one? An alien, and they're going to have like this crazy, build a crazy army. Um, They'll have to fight Bruce Campbell in the Army universe. of Darkness. It's just going to be every character from oh, every movie God. that Carrie hates. <laughs> I mean, they do already have and they're all wearing cat an suits. alien army yeah. called the Exilians that Godzilla fights, which also some of them actually control some of the other kaiju, which is technically where Ghidorah comes from, which is yeah, why it was monsters for the next it doesn't come from Earth. 
so he's not one of ours. But anyways, okay, so yeah, so that might one be a thing us. next time. All right, cool. Well, I mean, <laughs> Carrie last. I think oh. Carrie's the only one who hasn't had any last thoughts yet. Carrie, wrap it up for us. Bring it home. Please. Carrie, Don't watch there? this movie. Keep your clothes on, internet, and peace out. <laughs> I think it was fun. You heard it here first, folks. It, keep your clothes on. You heard it here last. Keep your clothes on. <laughs> yes, keep your clothes on and have fun. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, like Are I said, I'll do little... Rob's Bible camp. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. And on that note, good night. <laughs> good night. Check good us night. out on the socials. Send oh, us yeah. messages. We like messages. Uh, massages, films. sandwiches, suggest things. Ooh, we do like sandwiches. Recipes. Um, and I will try to do a little uh, breakdown for you guys. Put it at the end here after we do this live part. Pre-breakdown. Right? Well, I mean, they're just the stats. Like, oh, yeah. I usually do the stats and stuff like that. So, all right. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye.